Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Help Jews in Poverty at helpjewsnow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Yeah, you said there's lightning in the sky? The Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. It's Thursday night, and that is one of the nights we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the bizarre feeling that we live in the upside-down 
This show is live tonight. If you'd like to be part of the show at any point, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and DLive. Reading the chat, trying to keep up with you guys and uh, all your amazing thoughts. As usual, we've got a fantastic show coming up. We have on the phone line waiting right now. We're going to get right to him, so we... uh, uh, respect this time and not keep it waiting here. We have UFO Joe, UFO Joe Mergier. He was on the show, oh, I don't know, maybe a year ago. It's been some time now, but uh, old friend of the show. He does live here in Las Vegas, uh, and uh, we, we still ha- actually have to go grab a beer at some point. But uh, what's up, UFO Joe Mergier? You're on uh, Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Michael. How are you doing? I'm uh, glad to have Glad for you to have me back. Uh, <laughs> Glad to have you back, sir. In the world of UFOs. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, there's a there's a ton of stuff going on. So the reason I reached out to Joe here is because one, he knows a ton of stuff about the UFOs. If you guys haven't uh, checked out his blog, he runs a blog called UFOJoe.net. Please check that out. Uh, he he does transcriptions and writes articles, and he's really like I I like to call him the tip of the spear for the information in the UFO world. And so if you guys are interested in kind of keeping abreast of what is happening on a daily basis this is the man to follow ufojoe.net and what what is your new twitter i know you got a new twitter recently my new twitter is the ufo joe there it so is at the ufo joe at the ufo joe there it is so please follow him and again make sure that uh, you go visit his blog from time to time because some of the things that really don't get discussed he's writing about he's talking about and uh, i appreciate what you do my friend um let's uh, let's get let's get to a uh, mystery wire and what the heck is going on here what what is this business with the, the so George Knapp from Mystery Wire just released uh, within a, the last couple three days uh, some new photographs of UAPs right unidentified aerial phenomena the old school right. term UFOs what are these things uh, and of course the, the the Twitter world is all up in a hizzy about it like they do and there's there's the fights going on and all this other stuff I'm just a little bit perplexed about what these these photographs are. Uh, the the more you look at them, the more you're scratching your head. <laughs> at least I am, anyway. Well, in in, in early December 2020, uh, researcher Lieutenant Tim McMillan wrote an article about the goings on behind the scenes with the UAP data being briefed to some high people in our government. And one of the things included in the article that is that there were some pictures taken. The next day, he released one of the pictures. It was taken from an F-18, but apparently the F-18 pilots and WIZOs, weapon systems officers, were told, hey, if you encounter any of these objects while you're out, try to get pictures with them with your iPhones. Okay, so Tim published one of the photos, and it was, it was weird. A lot of people thought it looked like a Batman balloon, a Mylar Batman balloon. And I'm thinking, well, I would think a Navy pilot and it eventually made it up into the uap task force which we can talk about later into their evidence they would know if it was a balloon and and the balloon was investigated the pilots were able to get closer and they did not think it was a balloon my source did not think it was a balloon uh, investigated this so we had that one photo and then later in december george knapp did his mystery wire podcast and he said he had another photo but he wasn't allowed to release it so he had made an agreement with whoever he got the photo from that he could not release it. Well, a few days ago, he released two other photos. 
and one is the same. It, they call it the acorn. It looks like a Batman balloon, but it's slightly different than the other one. And there's another one that looks like it's a, I'm trying to think. We have the acorn, and then there's another one that some people say is out of focus, the sphere, they call it. And then another one looks like a, it looks like a Goodyear blimp, but it has appendages on it. And we don't, the most important thing, Michael, is these are really interesting photos. And apparently they're being part of a briefing that we could talk about later. Jeremy Corbell broke the story today. So they're being taken seriously. And the problem is we need to hear from the pilots and the Wizzo who took the photos. We need to hear from them. That's really important. That's the difference between 2004, the, 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 the Tic Tac case. When that broke in 2017, we had David Fravor who encountered the Tic Tac. We had his backseater. We, not his backseater. The person in the other F-18, the backseater, go in the New York Times and talk about what they saw. And then we had the other pilot from the other plane that provided cover for him. She spoke on Unidentified. So we had pilots talking about, about it. We've had radar people talking about it. People who were on the ship have spoken about it publicly, too. Most of them were publicly, except for the female pilot. She was anonymous. In this case, we don't have that. So right now, it's really interesting. It's exciting, but we still need to hear from those people, you know, to hear what they saw. Was, was the sphere out of focus? When they, is that what they saw with their eyes, or is that, what, is that something the, you know, the iPhone you know, produced? So we need to hear from them, and once we do, we can get more clarity. But that's where we are right now with that. Yeah, so I have the link up in case you guys want to check it out. As always, you know me. I like to post my sources here so you don't think I'm making these things up. It is uh, on Mystery Wire, and again, that is the great work of uh, the great George Knapp. Um, so uh, I'm going to share the link uh, in the chat as we go, and if you guys want to follow up and you're listening on an archive, it will be in the show notes, so you can uh, definitely go check it out. And please do. Please go look at these these photographs with your own eyes. I have them up on the stream, but it doesn't do it justice. You need like a full screen resolution and really look at these things because uh, me... Okay, now, now for myself, all right, I've been saying this, I said this to you the last time you were on the show, is um, I just want to see more of this stuff, okay? My point about the TTSA and how I was critical of them, and I still am to some, in some regard, and I've changed my mind entirely on Lou Elizondo, by the way. But uh, so the, the thing that, that really got under my skin about this was that if they had three, they had 30. If they had 30, they have 30,000 terabytes of information, and I want to see it, you know? At least in some good faith effort, start showing us some more of this. And I'm, I'm happy as a clam with this. Whatever you think these are, uh, UFOs, whatever, like whatever you want to call these things, UAPs, uh, I mean, there's been some speculation there. They're actually um, some technology from China or drones or these other things, right? It doesn't matter. To me, like this is part of the conversation that we need to have going forward and more of the type of stuff we need to see. I was really bored of those three, uh, the Tic Tacs. I was bored of that so fast. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see more. But now we have this situation where we have more. And uh, I'm excited for what the future may bring here because this, this in turn, maybe this is going to change something. Maybe this is going to change the conversation anyway and be able to have, have us put pressure on, on the government to maybe give us some more of this. But this is good, right? Another three. Uh, the, one of these photographs, like the Batman one, you said the Batman balloon quote, they're calling it the metallic blimp. No, no. What are they calling this? This is the acorn. The acorn, right? So the acorn itself. The acorn. Yeah. So this one has been out for a little while, but these other two are brand new. And so, like I said, I want to see new stuff. If I see new stuff, I'm happy. Even if it's not compelling enough for your, you know, to whet your appetite of what the future may bring. To me, the more, the better. So I'm happy about this. This is and, good stuff. And Yeah. And, and the issue I had was 
I wasn't expecting, you know, the most amazing UFO pictures in the world. George Knapp did not, he did not hype it. He said, listen, I, I had this photo. I'm not allowed to release it. I will at the time. You know, I saw what the other photo was like. So I wasn't expecting anything amazing. But some people on Twitter are disappointed. And they're like, I'm really disappointed in George. I'm like, why? He, he never hyped it. I mean, they are what they are. Of course, you spoke of Luis Elizondo. For people who don't know, he ran the Pentagon's UFO program from, I think it was 2010 to 2017. And he said recently, a few months ago, he said, our, our, our representatives are being briefed. And when they come out of the briefing room, they're, say, they're amazed. And they're saying, a lot of them are saying, this isn't ours. Obviously, they're not being shown those photographs. They're being shown some really good stuff. He said some of it is within 50 feet of the cockpit. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the stuff you and I want to see. But realistically, <laughs> they're classifying it. Do I think it should be classified? No, I think there are ways they could show us those photos and videos without giving away sources and methods, which is the reason they always give being classified. But you and I know it's, it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more that they're afraid. Once they show one close video of an object, you know, making a 90-degree turn, it's going to wake up a lot of people. And, you know, we have, we have Senator Rubio, who's, you know, he was, he's the, right now he is the, the joint, no, he is the, co-head of the Senate Intelligence Committee. I forget what it is. He's the second guy in charge of the Senate Intelligence Committee. He was the head last year when he started talking about it. And he's like, listen, there are things over our sensitive military airspace. We don't know what it is. It's not ours. We need to know what it is. Simple, you know, full stop. Simple. We need to know what it is. You know, it, is it possible it's Russian and China? Or Chinese? Yeah, it's possible. But as he said, he goes, the more preferable answer is that it's from off planet. Because if it's Russian or Chinese, we've been leapfrogged so much, we are screwed. And that tells you what technology they're looking at that we have not seen. And that's hopefully, I don't know if we're, hopefully when this report comes out, it's supposed to be June 25th, whether or not it's delayed or not. But hopefully we get to see just, Michael, just one, it just takes one clear video backed up by a pilot and his backseater saying, that's what we saw. We have, we cannot do that. That'll, that'll, that'll do a lot of make a lot of progress for us with the gen, with the general audience, mainstream population who still ignores the subject. Yeah, agreed. And, and like I said, the more the merrier. And if, if we're just seeing pictures like this and, you know, so there's, there's some other interesting tidbits about these photographs, right? The, the ones we're looking at from Mystery Wire, they're up on the screen. I'm sharing the links as we go so you guys can check this stuff out with your own eyes. Please do go look. It's important. This, this may be an important thing for the future, right? As, as more of this information comes out and some of this looks more or less like the Tic Tacs or, or otherwise, right? Um, so please go look at this stuff. If you're just joining us tonight, we are talking with Joe Mergia, UFO Joe Mergia of ufojoe.net and uh, talking about this mystery wire stuff, right? That was just released by George Knapp. And you have a great point on all of this is that uh, there's a lot of this hype going on in the UFO community, right? Everybody's trying to hype their thing like, oh, you know, it seems like for the past, what, like several weeks, almost every day on UFO Twitter, if anybody follows this stuff, there's been like, oh, by the way, tomorrow, something big is coming, right? And it's been like whispers almost every day. Uh, am I exaggerating here? It just seems like every time I tune into that world for just a second, I'm like, really, again, something big coming tomorrow again? 
But to your credit there and what uh, George Knapp has done, he, ha- he didn't hype this at all. You're completely right. And I agree with that. Why should you? I think that the photographs of Nuff should be hyping themselves because who knows what this, the heck this stuff is, right? Right. And, you know, I'm guilty of hyping. You know, last year, it wasn't my, it wasn't my uh, material I was hyping. I was hyping the New York Times article, which behind the scenes I was told was going to be amazing. And Leslie Kane finally came out a couple of months ago and said, yeah, listen, our article had a lot more stuff in it. You know, it, was, it touched on crash retrievals. And it, you know, I had a quote from Eric Davis saying he briefed two intelligence committees about the retrieval of off-world vehicles. I mean, I have people in my family who have not had interest in this text me and say, did you see that quote? I'm like, yeah. I said, I, yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it. I know, I know Eric Davis. I'm friends with him. And <laughs> that's an amazing quote. Basically ignored by the mainstream. And there was a lot more in that article. But it was edited down. So, you know, I have hopes that that information will make it out either in a future article from Leslie and Ralph Blumenthal or somebody else will do it, hopefully. You know, I've heard some things that may be coming out later in the year, but I don't know. And I don't know how good it is. And I, I've learned my lesson. You know, I, I got excited about it. I don't want to apologize for getting excited. No, no, but, you shouldn't. And I did add... And I did add, you know, the editors had control of that article. In the end, it's always the editors. And George Knapp was hammering it home saying, listen, that's a really tough lift for them to get that information in there. So the fact that they were able to get multiple quotes from Senator Harry Reid and Luis Elizondo and Eric Davis in there talking about, you know, materials and craft and possible retrievals, that was, that was an amazing thing. So, yeah, and, and yeah, UFO Twitter, stuff's been hyped, but, you know, Stuff's been happening, you know, and it's, it's definitely progress. Elizondo says it's, you know, it's a long haul. People have to be patient. So I'm really patient, but I'm also excited. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Like I said, I, I just want new stuff, and this is new. Like, uh, you know, that the one we're going to call it the, uh, the acorn, uh, that the folks in the chat are calling it the Batman balloon, right? And was, it, was that a smear campaign, by the way, calling this a Batman balloon? What, what, what was that? I mean, I don't know. Of- it, goes on, it goes on nonstop. There's always people that, there are people that don't like George. There are people that don't like Jeremy Corbell. There are people that don't like, you name it. There are people that don't like Luis Elizondo. So no matter what they say or no matter what they do, people will come out and say, oh, these are, these are anonymous sources. We can't trust them. Bigelow is included. You know, George <laughs> Knapp got the, the pictures. George Knapp got the pictures at a meeting that included Bigelow. Why is he bringing up Bigelow? That's ridiculous. He's just trying to bring up Bigelow's name. This has no credibility. It's just ridiculous, you know. Like George has been at this into UFO since 1987. He has a lot of sources. He's where you can get a lot of information. And a lot of people hold the Bob Lazar story against him. Like, well, he believes Bob Lazar, so I don't believe anything else he has to say, which is insane. It's one story. This is decades of research from George, decades of sources. And Jeremy Corbell has built up his sources. So I just don't get it. I mean, there are people I disagree with, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to attack the work because I disagree with him on something else. You know, Tim McMillan, him and I have butted heads, but he's done three great articles. Um, Mark Sicotti and Adam Kehoe, we've had our differences. They put out a great article on the drones in the drive, you know? So it's like the more, the better is like you said, more pictures, more video, more information. It's just, it's going to help us in the long run. Exactly. Uh, and I actually, I, 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 this is, this is a miss by me, but recently there was a, um, uh, like a, a an actual um, 
form going around that you could you could like an like an autofill form you could just send to your senators and house reps uh is that still happening do you know that maybe we could share that i'll dig it up and we can share it in the show i, I meant to in the past and I, I completely just had had a brain fart in that situation but it was something where you could just fill it out and kind of auto send it and let your senators know that you're interested in this and that they should be uh they should be they should be interested as well because we are because you know supposedly they represent us <laughs> right as as the story goes yeah <laughs> It's funny because um, I don't know how many years ago, it was like five or six years ago, Christopher Mellon was on, I think he was on, he was on another show and, they, and he was asked about, should, you, should we write our senators and congressmen? And he was like, well, yeah, he goes, but I work for some of them and a lot of stuff will just end up in the, in the garbage can. But, <laughs> but don't stop doing it. You know, especially now, it's just, we need more. I think the problem is we don't have enough people. We're still we're still a small percentage of the population, you know, if, if we can grow the percentage larger and larger, and then we start, you know, I still think we can have impact with our numbers, but, and I, and I do think, I know what you're talking about, and I'm sure that's still on Twitter, but I still think we need, we need, we need a lot more people on our side. And that's, what's so great about more videos, more articles. The, The mainstream media has been really good lately on cable news. For some reason, it's only been Fox news and, some of the right-wing smaller outlets like Newsmax, but, you know, MSNBC and CNN, for the most part, have been MIA within the last, you know, what these stories have broken. They have not done any stories. They don't have Elizondo on. He's consistently on Fox News. So hopefully that changes, which we need to be, we need him to be everywhere. I, and I don't know why that's happening. Yeah, agreed. And uh, it, it is a little bit weird that, uh, uh, I mean, UFOs get clicks, right? I mean, this has been probably one of the most viral things in the history of the internet, where they say like boobs and UFOs built the internet, right? Something like that. And I think it's completely true. <laughs> I mean, right? But uh, for some reason, like this stuff gets uh, censored still, uh, you know, like you said, CNN not picking up a lot of these things when they should. And, uh, you know, even YouTube kind of cracking down on some of the some of the takes that are uh, put up there. I don't know if they're fake videos or if they're, you know, people just way too far out there. But there's there still seems to be like a little coalition against this. And I don't know who it is or, you know, who's really pulling those strings from on high. But it seems like somebody out there is, is definitely against this information coming out, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it is that I don't know if that's why CNN or MSC does, MSNBC doesn't cover it because they're so busy covering politics. Um, there are people within the Pentagon we've heard from multiple sources that do not want UFOs to be studied, and it's from a religious aspect. They don't want they. I don't know if they, they think it's demonic, and we just should not study it. And that same thing was going on back when the military had their psychic remote viewing program going on. It was killed in part because the same type of people thought it was demonic and, you know, did not want us to study it. So that's still going on. I mean, Lou Elizondo's predecessor lost, lost his job because of that. He, um, they tried to ruin his career. Um, that's the guy who had the experience at Skinwalker Ranch. So that's a really strong, you know, those people still have some power within the Pentagon in our government. Um, as far as the cable news, I don't know if there's any connections at all to those to those folks, you know, I don't know. I'm just speculating about that. Well, I mean, that's, that's my job, man. I'm supposed to speculate here. <laughs> so if you don't want to say it, I'll say it. No, I, no, I, I, I think there's a, there's definitely some, some pressure from somewhere. Right. And there's, you know, there's powerful people that rub el- elbows with those Pentagon types and, you know, maybe, maybe wink, wink, you know what I'm saying? So I'll say it. You don't have to say it, <laughs> but okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay. So we got to take, no, but, if, but if that uh, was the case, 
But Go if ahead. that was the case, I just don't know why they would cover it. They, I mean, Aaron Burnett had Luis Elizondo saying, you know, in my opinion, I believe we may not be alone. So that was a pretty big deal. So I don't know why they would cover it and then not cover it now. But who knows? Who knows? You know, I don't know. Exactly, exactly. So we, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we've, we're on on the phone here with UFO Joe Mergia of ufojoe.net. Uh, like I, I like to call him the tip of the spear with UFO information because he's always, I, I'm pretty sure I can't get one by this guy. Uh, I can throw him a couple curveballs and I'm nearly certain he's going to know what I'm talking about. Very knowledgeable about the, the UAP world right now. Uh, follows it nearly every day religiously and you should too. You should follow ufojoe.net. Check this guy out. Uh, he definitely has has a lot of information. I promise you, if you follow just his blog, you will be smarter than most of the UFO people out there, period, just because he does such an in-depth job. So good stuff. I appreciate that, Joe. We, you're, you're listening to Trouble Minds tonight. I'm Michael Strange. This is Joe Mergia. And we're talking about, of course, the things we love to talk about, and that would be UFOs, UAPs. So we're going to take a quick break. If you want to be part of the show, are you okay to take calls, Joe? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so if you want to ask uh, Joe a question or myself a question, uh, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Once again, this is Troubled Minds. I'm Mike. This is Joe. We're talking UFOs. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. I'm going to mute you up. Joe will come get you in like five minutes. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, DLive. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. I'm Michael Stranger, host. We are here tonight with UFO Joe Mergia of ufojoe.net. 
Go check out his blog. Good stuff. Like I said, tip of the spear with UFO information. You read that one source, you're going to be smarter than everybody else regarding actual UFOs and what's happening with the legislation and all that other good stuff. So here we go. Let's do it. We are taking your phone calls tonight. If you want to be part of this, Joe said he can take some questions. If you guys are interested, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we're uh, doing our thing, talking talking UFOs, UAPs, and uh, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, welcome back, Joe. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. And I definitely want us to get to the story today. The report that Jeremy Corbell released about that amazing video. I don't know. Have you seen the video yet of the triangle, the pyramid? I did actually. So I've, I've got that. And I was going to ask you about that a little bit later. I was going to ask you too. Uh, how long do you think you can stay? It's still about an hour. Yeah, 8.30. 8.30 we can do. Okay, okay. So an hour from now. Okay, just checking because I want to make sure I pace it correctly. I didn't want to like blow all the good stuff in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> no problem. But, yeah. We'll go get, yeah, get, okay. you can wait if you want. That's no, fine. all good, all good. Uh, that's, that's the only reason I ask. Okay, so so is there anything uh, besides that you, you kind of want to add to what we talked about in the last 30 minutes here? I know like there's a lot of people that just don't believe this stuff is real whatsoever, right? We, we got some people listening out there that just think this is all a bunch of BS, right? They're not falling for it because it's coming from the government and all this other stuff, right? What would you say to those folks? Well, I, I mean, I understand people being skeptical, but, you know, our, our F-18 pilots in the Navy are seeing this stuff a lot, and they don't know what it is, and they're asking for help, and the Navy's been very open. The Air Force has not been. I mean, I think there's some help behind the scenes, but nothing like the Navy. And it's, it's you know, it's across the board. It's not just it's not, you know, we have Rubio and Ratcliffe, Republicans, but we also have Mark Warner. We have Senator Harry Reid. You know, Senator Harry Reid started this with a Republican and a Democrat back in, in 2007, and they wanted to know what was going on, and they wanted to study UFOs and the paranormal. They're not trying to pull anything over on us. If you listen to Reid, he doesn't come to a conclusion. If you listen to some of the more serious people, they don't come to a conclusion. I mean, some, you know, I heard you talking during the break. Some of this could be our tech. Yeah, I, I think... I think we have some amazing tech that it's going to blow people away. I don't know that for a fact, but that's definitely a possibility. I don't think all of this is our tech. You know, some of these sightings go back hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, we don't have, we can't speak with the witnesses. So it's not, you know, you can't be sure they're UFOs, but they certainly sound like UFO sightings and maybe even thousands of years. You know, you go to some of the sacred books like the Bible, there's some stuff in there that sounds like UFOs. So I don't know what they are. I think some of them are not ours, you know, I think it was Tim McMillan and Tom Rogan, who's another mainstream reporter who has covered this. They said, you know, it's part of these things. Some of these things are not, they're not state actors or non-state actors. It's kind of figure out, you know, saying it's not human. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's another type of human. It's just, it's really hard to put a word on it or a phrase. It's not part of our society. Some of these are not part of our society. Whether they're, whether they're time travelers, whether they've been here before humans, people are like, well, they can't get there from here. They can't make that travel too far. The distances are too vast. Well, who says they're even coming from anywhere? They might be here. All, they might have been here the entire time. There's a lot of possibilities. But I, I like to say some of these sightings are anomalous, and I think the Navy ones, if that's our own technology consistently screwing with our Navy, that's kind of that's messed up. I mean, if it is, I don't think it's, it would be, you know, a very, very black budget group that has, and Luis Elizondo says, we wouldn't test our technology near our own, you know, training areas. But I'm thinking, well, if it, just, 
for argument's sake, if it was our technology, I would think they're not testing it. I would think they've already mastered it. So there's, there's no fear on their part that they would be shot down or whatever or cause some incidents. But there has been close call incidents, you know. So, you know, just look at the evidence over the last 70 plus years. Read, there are great books you can read and you'll come to, con- to the conclusion something is going on. I mean, I have, I could, like you, I could speculate. I love to speculate on Twitter <laughs> about what we might be dealing with. And it's, you know, some of it's out there, but in the end, I don't know. So when people, when people do in, on Twitter, they'll come to me and they say, I know what's going on. This is going on, this is going on, and this is what we're dealing with. I'm like, well, that's great. I, I, I can't really respond to that. I don't know what's going on, and I leave it at that. But I do have opinions and speculation. Yeah, well, you're human, right? I mean, God bless you. <laughs> That's it's just it's part of being human. Right? We, we have opinions, man, uh, and that, it's okay. It's okay. Like, like I think the, I think the biggest thing that bothers me in these conversations is they're just so not civil. It's like you have the you know you have the the Corbell camp, like you said. You got the Nap camp. You got the this camp, the that camp. You got the Mick West camp, which I've got a tweet by Mick West about the uh, the stuff that came out today. <laughs> so we'll look at that. But I mean, there's so many people that are just so like entrenched in one source or two sources or like. Like, like they're they're just not really willing to open up their uh, their you know their vision to to the these other things people are saying and thinking. There's a lot of good information out there, and I think uh, if you're you know only taking sources from you know God bless him uh, George Knapp, he's he's fantastic. I, I think he's done an amazing amount of things for the UFO community over the years, right? Whether you agree with the things he's said or done or not, but for instance, him even if you get all your information directly from him, it doesn't mean. Like you're closer to the truth than anybody else, right? I mean, it's a good place to start for sure. But uh, I mean, what can you do, right? You got to take all the information as it comes and then make up your own mind and be willing to change your damn mind at some point, right? If something comes out, like I said, I changed my mind about Lou Elizondo. I, when he was kind of uh, attached at the hip with Tom DeLong, he, he kind of got in my craw a little bit weird, right? But he's broken away from that, and he's been an unbelievable transparency uh, in, in that mode since he kind of came out of TTSA. And to me, that's good stuff, man. Like, that's good. I want people to change my mind. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that keeps, keeps happening with more information like today. And we'll get to the Jerry, Jeremy Corbell in one sec, but I'll let you respond to all those things I just said. Yeah, I told I told somebody, you know, people still think that Luis Elizondo and Christopher Mellon, they're, you know, they're playing some PSYOP game and they're just trying to trick us and trying to cover up U.S. technology by, you know, by blaming it on the aliens. And I, I said to somebody, I said, if those guys are lying to us all this time, then they deserve an Academy Award because I don't sense any deception on their parts. I, I know both of them are certain, or, you know, certain sensitive things that they will not talk about. And I get that. And Mellon, especially when it came to crash retrievals, somebody asked, you know, he's very, he's very standoffish when you ask him about crash retrievals and a possible UAP crash retrieval program deep within our government. Um, but recently he was asked about it, you know, is it possible that we may find that our government has some, some technology? I forget the wording, but he said we may. And for him, that was a big step. We may. Uh, Elizondo has been more open when he was on Tucker Carlson saying, you know, he believes we have debris from a UFO. Um, and then you have Eric, Dr. Eric Davis, who says, oh, yeah, we have, <laughs> we have stuff. The Russians have stuff. You know, we have a UAP craft retrieval program. And then we have the whole Wilson Davis documents, which we spoke of. I believe we spoke about a lot on the last show. Um, but it's great to change your mind. It's great to have, you know, when it comes to what we're dealing with, I change my mind all the time. Probably, you know, every few days, I'm like, you go back and look at some of my older Twitter comments. I, you know, I had opinions that 
I'm still, you know, I still consider them, but in the end, <laughs> I always come back to, I don't know. I don't know what we're dealing with. I don't know if we're dealing with one intelligence. I don't know if we're dealing with multiple intelligences, one intelligence that's pretending to be multiple intelligences. And I, like I said, I'll even consider the fact that it's all human technology, but I, I give that a really low probability. Yeah, so there there are some things that, that kind of have come out uh, that I've talked about in the past, too. I, I'm pretty sure you're aware of that guy named David Hambling. He writes for Forbes. He does, like, defense and aerospace. He, uh, he's, he suggested that some of I this actually, is... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I actually... Is he the one who said that they the Navy can create, like, a plasma that looks... Um, that shows up on the FLIR? That's the guy. That's the guy, yeah. So I'm, yeah. he's he's agreed to uh, to do an interview. We're, we got to set up in a time, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to him about that and get some more specifics. But I think things like that, right? It's a little bit outside of the box, but uh, he's talking from a like a defense technology standpoint, and I think those are important places to look, right? You kind of got to turn over all the rocks. But just curious if you've heard of him and that whole theory there. Yeah, it's funny because I I I was going through some of my articles trying to close some windows on my laptop and I stumbled upon that article going, I'm like, I need to share it. Cause I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I, sh- I shared it when it came out. So it definitely gives you pause. If, you know, if, if it was just, if it was just FLIR, uh, are they able to trick a FLIR? That's why, that's why we need the radar. That's why we need the witnesses when they, you know, if a witness says I saw it with my own eyes, that's a big difference. That's why David Fravor is one of the most important witnesses in the history of UFOs. The guy was, you know, he was, he led a, a squadron and he saw the ufo up close his the other plane saw it from above his backseater who has not spoken out publicly he, he or she saw it and he got within a half a mile of it so yeah i really i'm curious to see what he has to say and i will definitely be listening to that show okay i'll let you know when on. it's coming i'll let you know when it's coming we got a phone call here okay. we got uh, the copper mustache from youtube uh, let's get him on and uh what's up copper mustache you're on with uh, joe and mike uh you got a question for joe let's make this fast because we want to make sure we get joe as much time as possible how are you tonight my friend yeah, um, actually, it's going to be real fast. Um, my question is, um, hey, Joe, uh, nice to hear from you. Um, the uh, cameras that they used, um, they were iPods and stuff. And then I think one of your comments was, hey, guys, pick up your iPods. And yet we're flying around the most sophisticated equipment in the world, uh, airplanes, and, and we're using, telling them to put uh, take pictures of these things because we know they're out there with iPhones. I mean, you know, even uh, Goose had a nice uh, fancy um, uh, uh, camera when you went upside down with Matt. Uh, and, and here, <laughs> you know, I think it was a poor, a poor Roy, but anyway, um, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm not, I'm not trying not to try and be negative here, I'm trying to really figure this one out. Um, why would, why would they be sent up with just their iPhones? Well, I mean, there's gotta be cameras in that thing. that are way more advanced than an iPhone camera. No, they definitely have, they have FLIR. They have a, Heads up display video, and we're not going to see that stuff, at least right now. So, you know, Jeremy Corbell was saying there's a lot more videos and photos, but for some reason they're allowing them to release the iPhone pictures. You know, I don't know if they have iPhone videos. And, you know, we speculate why. Why why can they release that and not something from the FLIR? So I don't know. I don't know. Is it because, you know, it's like, well, that's your personal stuff, but it also would be part of classified situation. But these are not classified. George and Jeremy spoke about it today, and they're like, these are not classified. So I'm specula- I would have to speculate as why they were letting that out. And I guess the argument would be, well, the FLIR is going to tell you the, 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 you know, the capabilities of the F-18, which is, 
I think that's nonsense. On some of those videos, I think it's nonsense. On some, obviously, yeah. They don't want to give away where they are exactly. And they don't want to give away whatever. If they're chasing this object, they don't want to give that away. The, you know, the current capabilities of the F-18. But, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not what I want to see. I don't want to see uh, a distant iPhone. But as, as Michael said, it's, it's, more, it's better than nothing. But, yeah, for us in the community, we're like, really? We know you have better. So it's just a matter of when are we getting when are we going to get going to get to see that stuff? Apparently, Corbell and Eric Davis they've spoken about a day a data warehouse of data, you know that goes back decades. And then if we have a craft, you know, talk about pie in the sky. Talk about naive. Last year, I thought during all the excitement, I'm like, we're going to get to see that craft because I believe we have an intact craft, at least one. So. Let's just start. Let's just start with the FLIR videos. Let us see them. So that's why we're we're really curious to see what happens uh, June 25th or wh- whenever that report comes out to see what data they've collected from the different agencies. And Brian Bender from Politico says a lot of those agencies are not giving up their UFO data. Surprise, surprise. So they're mm. strong arming. Yeah, they're strong arming the director of national intelligence, whoever's going to them and saying, "Listen, we want your UFO data. You have to give it up." The Senate Intelligence Committee has asked for it. But they're like, yeah, we're not going to give it up. So we'll see. You know, the Biden administration is going to have to step up. They're the ones that can force them to do it. Hopefully they don't, you know, they don't destroy evidence because, you know, we both know this is probably amazing stuff that just one, like I said earlier, one amazing video of something taking a 90 degree turn from a FLIR or something, you know, just a regular video camera, the heads up display they have in those, in those, in those uh, F-18s. But they don't all have the the at FLIR pod which has the has the FLIR. So that's another problem. That day David Fravor went out. Apparently he did not have that pod on. There was some sort of helmet cam, but he didn't want to put it on because it made them nauseous. So all we have is his word. And then we have Chad and Underwood getting, you know, a video later on, which is not what Fravor saw as, as far as the encounter. That work for you, Copper Mustache? Right. I appreciate the call, man. Yeah, friend. it certainly does. Thank, thank, thank you very much for the call. Thank, thanks, yeah, a lot, thanks man. for the call. Yep, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you soon. All right, so so uh, I think I think there's a lot there, right? Uh, and it's a hell of a question. When we uh, here's another one too. How about this one, Joe? We were we've been watching this uh, this rover that's landed the helicopter on Mars, right? Now, for some reason, we're told that on that helicopter, right, that they spent what hundreds of millions or maybe even a billion dollars to send to Mars. There's supposedly only a 13 megapixel camera on that little helicopter. <laughs> Just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, does it? That's, that's disappointing. And, and Mars is something I, I got into when I first got into this subject back in the mid 90s. And I, I do think I do think there's stuff on Mars from somebody else. I don't know who it was. And I, I don't know if it was native to Mars or somebody came there. And, and, and that, I get people turned off when I say that. But we can find out, you know, we could, I think we need humans, the helicopter is great, but I think we need humans to go to some of the areas like Cydonia and, t- and take a look. There are places, because if without humans going there, I don't think we're going to know just from pictures. We've had, you know, we've had sites on, on the planet, on, on Earth, where they've, do- they've, they've had dives off the coast of Japan where they look like step pyramids, and you have geologists diving. One geologist says, this is artificial. It's clearly artificial. Another geologist diving. This is clearly natural. So it's going to be tough. We're going to have to have, I don't know when, you know, if Elon Musk gets us there in a couple of years, great. Hopefully we get to Cydonia. But I think Mars plays a really big role in what's going on in this planet. But we can leave that for another show.
Yeah, totally. Just just kind of wanted to ask your opinion on that because it was it, it's really kind of the same thing, right? A cell phone camera on this super expensive thing. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, okay, that's disappointing. Yeah, totally right. Okay, so let's get to the Corbell stuff. You wanna you wanna explain what this is, and I'll pull it up and uh, maybe play the video here if we can. I think I can. Okay, I I can do this. so in 2020, my friend Dave Beatty, who produced the Nimitz Encounters, which everybody, if you haven't watched that, it's a great great documentary on what happened back in 2004, November with a tic-tac off the coast of California. And he said that one of his contacts, who was a Navy vet on board the USS Chafee in 2004, when all that went down, well, he told Dave there was another incident in 2009 involving the USS Kidd. Uh, it was right close to where the tic-tac event took place. And then the Navy vet said he, he knew someone who was on board the, the Kidd and um, Dave took it from there. He, free, he sent out a Freedom of Information Act for the deck logs, and he found that the Snoopy team was de- deployed. Basically, that's these guys, once a Snoopy team is, it's called Snoopy Team Away, they have five minutes to get to the highest point in the ship and then document video and photo. It's usually a couple of guys. And just document everything they can, whatever it is. And at this time, these guys were spotting, they, they wrote it down as drones, or UAVs, which could be either an unidentified aerial vehicle or an unmanned aerial vehicle. So it's like, all right, drones, right? But this guy said, he said he could see them with the naked eye, and they were eye level with the bridge hovering. Actually, Dave, Dave Source had a friend who said they looked like, so David did not hear from this other source. The other source said they were like Tic Tacs, like from 2004. Okay, so we had that. But, we, you know, it's a secondary source. The main source did not say that, just that, this incident happened. And then March of this year, the drive, Adam Kehoe and Mark Sakoti, I'm not sure if I'm spelling it, saying his name right, they did a follow-up. Uh, the first sighting was July 14th at night, and as many as six aircraft or UAV or drones or whatever were spotted at once. And they were flying for a long periods of time in low visibility conditions. I'm quoting from the article, they were performing brazen maneuvers over the Navy warships near a sensitive military training range less than 100 miles from Los Angeles. And the Coast Guard looked into it, the Navy, FBI, and it got a lot of attention and went up to the Chief of Naval Operations, who's at the apex of the Navy's chain of command. And other ships activated the Snoopy team, and they reported additional sightings, red light flashing, white light. They wrote down drones, but some of them were over 90 minutes. It was like one of the events was three hours. And emails made it to the Chief of Naval Operations, uh, and the members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So then Corbell, so that's all we knew. It was great. That was on the drive. You know, people were like, oh, it's drones, it's drones. And then Corbell today dropped the story. And I'll, I'll put a quote. It says, on May 1st, 2020, a classified briefing was generated about the UFO UAP presence via the Naval Office of Naval in- Intelligence. And those familiar with the briefing articulated to him, Corbell, that the goal was de- to destigmatize the UAP slash UFO problem, and promote more intelligence collection. And uh, the UFA, UAP briefing was a build on previous UAP briefings by the ONI, uh, generated October 2019, and it was distributed across a wide range of intelligence networking platforms. And along with that, basically the briefing was generated to qualify enlisted individuals on the UAP UFO issue, the, the briefing was generated to destigmatize and promote more intel collection regarding UAPs, and it contains numerous recent UAP cases with photo and video evidence to illustrate elements of the UAP issue 
And this intelligence briefing that's being, that's being given to these officials, it contains 10 videos, FLIR and HUD, heads-up display camera, and about 10 to 12 photos documenting some of those UAPs. And there's a video on Germany's website, extraordinarybeliefs.com, on mysterywire.com. You can find amazing stuff that they put out today. Uh, one, the briefings included an incident with the USS Russell, which was multiple pyramid-shaped craft on video. Uh, this was later in July, after the quote-unquote drone sighting. You'll see the video taken. It's a night vision taken camera. It's a night vision video, I'm assuming, taken by the Snoopy team. Uh, it's, it's interesting. There's multiple pyramid-shaped craft. I know Mick West has said it's just a regular plane, but I expected that from him. <laughs> uh, on, uh, I expected it. No, it's right away. It's, it's a plane. It's like, how about you say, well, that's interesting. We don't know at this point. Uh, USS Omaha had a spiritual, spherical-shaped objects that went into the water, and they could not be found, and they looked with a sub to try to find it. So that was a, you know, that's one of those transmedium objects goes from air to water. And then, and then the last part of the briefing is those multiple photos that George Knapp shared, and Bigelow was in the meeting, and supposedly George was told that they tried to snag one, but they were unsuccessful. You know, these things are hanging in the air for at least an hour in windy conditions. So that was, that's the briefing. Uh, a lot more detail put in the briefings. Most of it's classified. Uh, Jeremy said other countries have attempted to shoot these things out of the sky. So that's what Jeremy put out today. Uh, great work for him and George. George and him worked on back, you know, he says he gets, I think, 900 inquiries or emails a month with people saying, hey, I have this information. And he tries to stick with the military because you can document it. And he was able to get these videos, that video, and some stills. I think it's, it's still from the FLIR. So people need to check out the video. So it's, once again, it's new stuff. And he said there's more to come in the future. So that's, you know, it's really great work by both of them. And once again, they're both getting blasted. Anonymous sources. <laughs> John Greenwald, who, John Greenwald, who, if it's not in a Freedom of Information Act, it doesn't exist, which, you know, reporters have relied on anonymous sources for a long time. That's just how it is. And Obviously, eventually we get, hopefully we get to hear from these people, you know, so they're not anonymous. But right now, it's really interesting. And the Navy doesn't know what, you know, these guys don't know what's going on. They don't know what these things are, and they, they want help. So they're going around saying, this is what we're seeing. So if you guys hear anything, you see anything, different intelligence agencies, different scientists say, we need help. It needs to get mainstream. We need to get mainstream science involved. So they can try to figure out what the hell is going on. First of all, rule out that it's our test, and it's not an adversary test. And then after that figure out where they're coming from and what are their intentions, which are the two big questions we've been wanting to know forever. Yeah, exactly. So, sorry to cut you off there with the music. We, we're up against a break here. We're talking to UFO Joe tonight. Uh, Joe Mergia from UFOJoe.net. Uh, I've got the Jeremy Corbell stuff up. We'll look, look at this further after the break and talk about this. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Mike. We're here with Joe. More UAPs after the break. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening tonight, guys. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I wish none of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring, in which case you also were meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. Live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. Questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. I'm here tonight with UFO Joe Mergia at UFOJoe.net. And we'd like to say hello to all of you who might also have troubled minds. If you guys are new to this, this is the show where we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what they are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, right? The government, academia, 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down the show's live. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we are broadcasting on the Fringe FM. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And you can be part of the show. Joe is taking questions, if you guys have a question for him. And uh, welcome back, Joe. Welcome back to the show. We were talking about Jeremy Corbell. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, I think we need to hear uh, different takes all the time. And you are, like I said, tip of the spear, my friend. So let, let's continue with uh, Jeremy Corbell and that story there. Jeremy Corbell has done two documentaries. For people who haven't seen them, you should. Even if you, even if you don't, I don't know how you feel about people feel about the Bob Lazar story. But he's done a documentary. As far as full, he's done shorter documentaries, but he's done two full feature-length documentaries. One on Skinwalker Ranch and one on Bob Lazar, Skinwalker Ranch is the reason we're talking tonight. That's the reason this entire program started back in 2007, because a scientist with the Defense Intelligence Agency read the book by George Knapp and Colm Kerr called Hunt for the Skinwalker. And I can't, people need to read that book. First, the ranch, and then the second part of the book goes through all the possibilities that we may be dealing with as far as UFOs, and it's even the, that second part of the book is so underrated. It's just such a great job by those two. But that Defense Intelligence Agency scientist 
he had an experience when he went to Skinwalker Ranch, and that just started everything. He's like, listen, if, we need, if we're going to understand this, we can't just study UFOs. We have to study all the other stuff. Poltergeist activity is connected to UFOs. Uh, Dr. Ed, uh, Eric Davis, who has worked with you know, the government as a consultant with the ATIP program in OSAP, he said close encounters always have poltergeist activity. You know, people don't like it, but Bigfoot, uh, orbs, poltergeist, all that stuff, it seems connected to UFOs, and that may, that may give us a clue of what we're dealing with. It's probably, in my opinion, I'm not saying extraterrestrials aren't here, but we may be dealing with something, the majority, that is not extraterrestrial, more interdimensional. And, you know, if that's the case, maybe these objects can look like drones. I mean, they're showing up at nuclear sites, too. It's like, I, I, I don't see how, how are drones making it past, you know, how are they making it past these into this restricted areas without us even seeing them? All of a sudden, they're just popping up. So it's really... To me, I'm like, well, are they, are they somehow from another dimension? Are they able to appear into this dimension? And that's, you know, for some, that's too speculative. It's too, you know, people don't even want me to go there. But that's where, you know, I tell people, you really need to read John Keel. And I didn't learn about Keel until a couple of years ago. You know, Gary Nolan, who's, who's done work with experiencers, he's like, you need to read Operation Trojan Horse. And it's probably the, one of the best book recommendations I've ever had. Uh, I have several of Keel's books I have waiting to be read, but just, and it's just amazing back in the fifties, they were open to a non ET explanation. They were, they call it paraphysical, which is basically, you know, it's outside of the physical, including psychic. Uh, and Eric Davis and Jacques Vallée have, have written a paper. If you look online, it's at Vallée's website. I think it's Jacques, JacquesVallée.net. Um, I forget the title of it, but it deals with all the different things. And some of these objects are seen, they go into the ground, they, they, they change shape. And that's why it's interesting, those three photos that George, you know, that George released and, and Tim McMillan released, they, if that's the same object, we don't know if that's the same object in those three photos or it's three separate objects. But if it's the same object, it changed shape, which tells me it can take any shape it wants, which matches if you go through and read Keel and read Valet and Davis, that's what this thing can do. To me, that doesn't sound extraterrestrial, but who the hell? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but Corbell, you know, him and George, people, people like I said, they hold, they hold the Lazar story against both of them, and it's really, they're missing out some amazing information. George, like I said, Jeremy has great sources, and so does George, and, um, you know, I'm curious to see what the next step is, because there's, like he said, 900, he gets 900, pieces of information, data dumps a month. So there's amazing information out there. We just need to get our hands on it. Easier said than done. Yeah, right. If it was that easy, if only. Uh, so, so I've got the uh, the video like in a, a small window from uh, Jeremy Corbell, extraordinarybeliefs.com. Go check it out. I've linked the uh, actual um, place where this article came from. You can also find it on Mystery Wire. I will link that as well. But uh, this appears to be a craft in the sky. And so I was corrected actually during the break by Kelly in the chat that this is not FLIR. It's actually infrared because it's got that green hue and a FLIR is like that black and white uh, type of thing, which I didn't know because, well, I'm a knucklehead. But uh, so we have this uh, this night vision thing going on and these UAPs in the sky, these UFOs, whatever they happen to be. And they're these pyramid shapes or triangles, at least flat, maybe pyramidal in shape. We don't know. But there's several of them. One of them is very clear. It looks like there's uh, several of them kind of passing by it. 
um, amazing stuff here. Like, what what the heck could this be? And so, you know, people say drones, people say all these other things, right? Different military, whatever that is. But uh, the pushback against that is, you know, non-commercial or sorry, commercial drones at this point really can't fly for 90 minutes or a couple hours straight uh, harassing, you know, ships. And this wasn't the kid incident, right? The USS kid. That was something else, wasn't it? But no, it was, it was the kid. Oh, as far as the triangle, the pyramid, it was part of, I think Jeremy said it was the USS Russell, but all those ships were close to each other at that time. So they were all there. And there's probably those multiple incidents on multiple, on different days. And the, the pyramid happened later in July, I believe Jeremy said. Um, so, yeah, I would like to, we have to, who, let's speak to the, to the witnesses. It's going to be up to the Navy that lets active duty men and women come out and, and speak about what they've seen and experienced because with the Tic Tac, those guys were retired. So it was a lot easier. The one, the one pilot, she was still active. She still gives lectures. She still, she still works for the Navy. She's only gone. She's only given anonymous interviews on unidentified, which was great, but I, I, I know who she is and she's, she's, uh, she's amazing. And for her to come out publicly would be great, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Everything happened with COVID Things got pushed back, and I heard that she was going to come out, but she hasn't. But with these other cases, there must be a ton of guys. I mean, a lot of guys and, and girls who have seen this, and we need to hear from them. It's so important. I mean, that's why it was such a big deal in 2017 when the New York Times broke that story. I mean, when you had Fravor and Jim Slate in that article, and then people came out later thanks to Dave Beatty finding them. Um, you know, we need more of that. And then my, my dream world is to see some, you know, network news have 12 members of the Navy, you know, set up like they do those, you know, they, they do those group interviews, you know, they have like a, like uh, when they're doing political questions and they have like this group of focus group, I want to see 12 members of the Navy just up there telling the American public, this is what we're seeing. We didn't know what it is, but it's not ours. And that's, that's going to go a long way. And I don't know when that's going to happen, if it's going to happen. If I'm going to be alive when it happens, that's what I want to see. <laughs> 250 years from now, maybe. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, right? I'll, I'll be in my seven, 75th lifetime coming back. <laughs> with with uh, the, uh, the, the new technology, of course, which is coming to a uh, movie theater near you. <laughs> okay, so... Exactly, right? And, and, it, and it's funny that the triangles are... I think if we have technology, I think it may be some of those black triangles. Some of those black triangles might be ours. But I don't know that. I don't tell people, I know we have this, but I think we might have it. And that story is, is amazing. If we have anti-gravity, that's, we've spoken, I think we spoke about it last time. That story, as big, if not bigger than we're being visited, depending on what the visitors are doing here, uh, if we have that technology, the whole world changes overnight if we, if we can get that technology out to the masses. Yeah, the actual anti-gravity check. And the thing is, that's called the TR-3B, that triangular craft that many people have reported. It's got the three lights on each corner, right? Or one light on each you know, respective corner of the triangle. And yeah, it's silent. A friend of mine had a sighting, I had a sighting in the, uh, when he was in the military and just like that. And I don't know if it's the T, you know, three, TRB, three, T3, I forget what it was, Edward, Edward Fouché back, I think it was in the 90s. That's when I first heard about it. But he thinks those three lights are the propulsion system. Um, and I've seen that other places, whether or not that is, I don't know, but I hope, I hope, I, I like I said, that stuff's probably a bigger secret than if something non-human is visiting, but you know, speculation on my part. 
Yeah. So, and so I would think that uh, since there's so many sightings, it's hard to really refute that one in particular. Uh, and, and it makes me think maybe military, maybe, maybe we're, we're so far ahead of what's actually going on here that uh, we just can't let it out. I mean, you would expect, right? We're talking about basically it's an arms race. It's always been an arms race. It's always about war. It's always about defense. It's always about these things that if you, uh, you know, you had something that would change the world like that technology wise, it would be like, um, you know, burn barrel type stuff. Like you would, you would get like a, a handwritten note, you would read it and this thing would get burnt immediately. This isn't going to be something that's on like right. a, a server that can be hacked. You know what I mean? It would be so locked right. down that we would expect, we would think it was alien. Right. And I think it's possible. I think those things are possible at this point. What did uh, Annie, uh, what's her name? Annie Jacobson wrote that book about DARPA and was saying that they're 30, 40, 50 years ahead of us at any given time. And so maybe there's just that actual, uh, you know, uh, extra propulsion system that they found that is able, we're able to do these things. Who knows, man? And I, I think it's, I think we can't and, really take that off the table. And something that in the promotion touches upon technology, a book, I'm really looking forward to two books this year. Jacques Vallée, his book should be coming out, I think in May. And then I think it's August, late July, August, a, a name that a lot of people don't know is Ross Coulthard. He was a former 60 Minutes reporter for, uh, in Australia. Guy is amazing, mainstream guy, national, and he has a book coming out, and I think it's going to make some waves. And I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to hype it, but I'm excited about that book, and I'm excited <laughs> about Valet's book. And as far as, you know, for me, this is, what I, this is one of the explanations I hope we're dealing with when I see these objects, you know, approaching nuclear missile sites and, and kind of nudging our Navy. It's like, here we are. You better make us public. I'm hoping it's some, some intelligence that shares the planet with us and says, hey, you guys are destroying the planet. We need to start acting up. We're going to, you know, you need to get rid of your nukes. I'm hoping that's what it is. I don't know. That's just one theory people have had. You know, it's ultra terrestrials. They're here. They're on this planet and they share this space with us. And which gets me to like, I'm very conservative on my, on my blog, but there is one recent blog where there's a, a retired uh, intelligence officer who talks about encounters with ETs in, in, in a mountain, in a, in a, in a hollowed out mountain. And this woman got so much flack for going public. I mean, really nasty stuff. And her background apparently has checked out, has been checked out by a guy who graduated from the Naval Academy. And she briefed, she wrote briefings that made it up to the president and joint chiefs of staff really solid, but she's talking about stuff that people can't believe that she met face to face with these beings, non-human beings. And, you know, she talks about telepathy and how that's our future. And, um, but, but for the most part, I am, I am very conservative on there. Um, but she mentions how they told her they share this space with us. You know, we can't, we can't see it. I'm guessing another dimension, but they share the space with us. So our activities do have an effect on them. If that's the case, then you know maybe we'll maybe we'll get our act together. But as you said, it's everything is war. Everything is weaponizing stuff. All these guys—they've been working in the defense industry for a long time, and they just think like that. That's how it is, and I don't know how we're going to break that. That's a really tough nut to crack. 
Yeah, especially when you have all the different, uh, you know, the things China and Russia are doing. I mean, like, how do you justify just going, ah, let's, you know, let's let's talk peace, guys, constantly, you know? And they're like, okay, sure, cross their fingers behind their back, and they're, you know, making hypersonic weapons, you know? It's like, okay, whatever. Uh, so, actually, I was going to ask you about uh, about Anjali, is her name? Anjali Angaya, I think that's how you say it. We did a whole show on that. We talked about that, read some of that Reddit thread. And uh, it's it's an interesting story, no? And so, you know, we're, we got the talk show here so we can speculate, drink some of the maybe juice you don't got to hold us to the things we say as being true but i think uh you know being able to speculate on these things is if if they are true and kind of take them seriously is uh i I think without doing that at least initially and kind of uh you know kicking the idea around in your head i think maybe you do a disservice to all of it because you know like you said she seemed to have uh, legitimate credentials i'll reach out to her at some point too and see if we can get her on the show but we did cover that and talk about it so the people on this show that listen know exactly what you were referencing there uh what do you think about that you know if we and obviously i thought enough to transcribe nick larkin who's the one who did her background check i I thought enough of the story and her when i heard her she sounded credible uh, to write a blog on it, and that's that's not usually what I put on my blog. Um, but you know, she sounded credible, and Nick did the background check, and you know, she is who she says she is supposedly. And I have another friend who's like, yeah, people in the intel world who know who she is, they don't get, they don't understand what's going on. They don't know what she's, you know, if she's telling the truth or not. Uh, they're confused because they're like, what's going on here? But if we're being visited, let's let's just say for argument's sake, ET is here or non-humans are here in physical form, is it that much of a stretch that they'd be hiding under mountains or under whatever, underwater? I would think that's, that's a given. You know, they're not just flying around all the time. So if you make that leap right there and say they're here, I don't think it's that hard to believe. Whether or not she had encounters, I don't know. She talks about poltergeist activity in her home preceding that event. And like I said, poltergeist activity a lot of times is connected with UFOs. And I would love to talk with her family. And like, did you really, you know, supposedly the whole family, everybody who lived in that house had poltergeist activity. If those witnesses went public or even anonymous and I was able to speak with them, that would give me even more, you know, confidence that what she was talking about is real. But how do you, I don't think we can prove it, but I definitely think it's worth looking into further. And maybe the witness she was with, maybe that person will come out. The person who supposedly allegedly took her there, um, I forget the guy's name, but, you know, supposedly dug, you know, people had a big problem with her story. He supposedly dug into this mountainside, but they were so, you would not, like the Reddit, people on Reddit, Twitter, Twitter was bad, but Reddit was horrible. It's like, <laughs> if you don't believe her, fine. You know, but this is the name calling and just, it's just insults. It was just it was so out of control. It's disappointing to see. Yeah, and that's and that's just not not with her story. That's pretty much with anybody's take on anything, right? They're 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 quick to say, oh, that's a BS take, and you know, uh, st- stick it up your you know rear end and this, these things. It's just dumb. It's really dumb. Exactly. Um. So uh. So we got a few minutes left here. While we still got you, is there anything you want to plug? Maybe something a, a project you're working on? Maybe tease something? Whatever's coming up. Just uh, what's going on in the world of UFO Joe that you want people to know? Um, I'm working, I've been working on this. I, I wanted to do transcripts of Rubio's. He did four interviews over the past, I think it was like a year. So, and that turned into a, a massive blog of other transcripts and just what was going on with the UAP task force and just different things that Elizondo has said and Radcliffe has said. So I'm working on that. Hopefully I promised it like a week and a half ago, but I still haven't finished it. But one thing I told one of my Twitter followers, uh, I would talk about it. It's a blog I have to finish. Somebody I know who's, 
known for in the world of psychics, uh, remote viewing. He told me, I heard an interview he did with Linda Moulton Howe, and he spoke about encountering military working alongside ETs. And I was like, and the, there was no follow-up. So I wrote him and I, and I had a follow-up and, and he said, other people he knows work in the military had these experiences, you know, and it's, he won't tell me details because it was classified the actual work he was doing. So, and I was like, should I share this? And I finally decided not to share it, but then people were like, just share it. So I have to finish that blog. And it's like, uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be controversial, but I know the person. I like the person. I don't think he's, he's just not somebody that just makes stuff up. People can, and he even said, he goes, maybe it was somebody wearing a mask. He goes, I don't really think that, but it's always possible. Um, so if, if that's true, it's like <laughs> all bets are off. You know, we're, how, we can go so far down the rabbit holes. You know, there are people, you know, there are people out there who say there are jump rooms that could take us to Mars instantly. You know, there's a guy, I think it's Randy Kramer, who says there's battles going on Mars. We've been there and we <laughs> battle with these ETs. You can go really far down the rabbit hole. It's like, where do you stop? Where do you start? It's like, that's why I try to stay conservative on my blog. I'm like, something's here. They've been interacting with us for a long time. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the intent is, but I'll speculate all day long. Um, as far as plugging, uh, that's it. You know, just the same stuff I'm doing. Twitter, I do a lot of my stuff on Twitter. And, um, people like that. And when I'm off on my days, that's all I do. I just try to find new stuff and quotes and things. And one of my other interests is connected is healing. We talked about last time, Bill Bankston, he works you know, with healing mice of cancer. And it's the, one of my most recommended books. Anything, Bill Bankston has written two books on healing and they're just amazing. He's a perfect skeptic, very skeptical, but open-minded. And he works solely on data and I can't get people on UFO Twitter interested in him. And there's more data for his healing research than there is for UFOs, but people have that, they have that block, you know, and I had that block too with healing until I found him. I'm like, oh, this guy actually does the experiments in laboratories. Um, so, so that's that. And other than that, just doing my, my normal job and just doing this whenever I can. And when I have time off, it's great because I could do this nonstop. And I love it. Yeah, amen. So, so actually, last time you were on the show, we were supposed to get circle back at some point and do Bankston. If uh, if if you want to spend some time doing that, you let me know, man. Because definitely, I think uh, I did look into it last time you were on the show just to be prepared to talk about it. And there's some compelling stuff there. And the guy has said that uh, you know there's definitely some 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 technologies out there that are able to combat cancer and things like this. Right. And so, you know, like you shrug your shoulders and uh, you know, like you said, look at the data. I mean, it's one thing to just, to just kind of crap on everything out, out of habit, but it's another thing to be able to, uh, you know, like uh, Socrates said, right. You, you, uh, the mark of an educated mind is being able to uh, accept an idea or entertain an idea without accepting it. And that's really what the show's about, right? It's, it's all of these things because you never know. It just depends on who you're talking to. And if we're, we're looking at data, actual data from a laboratory, it changes everything, does it not? But I think we should. You think we should get yeah. together at some point and do Bankston and kind of cover that? Definitely, definitely. And the people, it's funny because he talks about the mainstream uh, professors and scientists in, in the different colleges. He's done the studies and they're like, they're baffled. A lot of them don't want them to come back. It just changes their worldview so much. And, you know, these mice are injected the main experiment he did was they inject them with mammary cancer and they live 27 days, but his mice, when they do the hands-on healing, they live 85% of them live their full lifespan of two years. And that's no mice had ever lived before, after 27 days. So it's like, that's happening. So, 
He's like, if you have a problem with my experiment, there's anything methodology, tell me, let's address it. But nobody ever does. They just basically just don't believe it and they don't want to look at it. It's the same thing. You know, I don't want to look in Galileo's telescope. You know, don't bother me. I'm not going to look. That's right. kind of what the attitude is. I mean, it, <laughs> it changes slowly, but it's really, it's, it's slow change. You know, if I, I can't even get people, like I said, in the UFO field to even look at it. Just think of how mainstream people think they're like, what? And it's, the mice are good because you know the experiment, 27 days, they're supposed to die. But humans, you know, he's worked on humans too, but humans, you never know. Did they change their diet? Did somehow their immune system get propped up by something else? There's so many, there's so many variables in humans, but mice, and also with humans you have, you know, in their mind, are they thinking, oh, I'm getting, you know, the placebo effect, which is, he discovered something that totally changed what we think about the placebo effect, that's something we can cover, uh, cover another, another show. But mice, as far as I know, don't know they're being part of the experiment, so there's simply no placebo effect with mice, as far as, you know, mind over matter. Yeah, exactly. One of my, I, I can listen to his book over and over. There's so much good information there. He, he, he is a true skeptic, in my opinion. Um, yeah. People need to read his book. They'll listen to him on audio to see what I'm talking about. Agreed. I'll link that stuff up. we got to go hard break, bottom of the hour. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Joe. I Open invitation anytime. You let me know. Love to have you back. UFO Joe Mergia, guys. Follow him, ufojoe.net. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive. We're talking UFOs tonight. We're talking UAPs. We're talking about Mystery Wire. Jeremy Corbell and some interesting information that just came out the last couple, three days. And what is this weird stuff in the sky? That's the question for tonight. Got one more segment on Fringe. We're looking to take your calls. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Troubledminds.org is the official website. You can click the Discord link there and uh, get in here. Tell us what you think. No UFO Joe. He had to take off. But uh, fantastic first hour and a half there. And uh, I thank him very much for being on the show. But now it's your turn. So what do you think about all this? There's a, there's a whole lot of uh, information coming out. And, you know, like I've always said, if, uh, if there's, you know, three videos, there's 30. If there's 30, there's, there's 3,000. And there's probably terabytes of, uh, of data out there. And we just haven't seen any of it, any of it. That's the thing that frustrates me the most and has the entire time with all of this information that's, you know, uh, we got three videos, right? Uh, Tom DeLong and all that stuff. And it, it was literally th- three videos for three freaking years, right? And nothing new. And I just kept twiddling my thumbs and waiting for something new. And uh, the last few days, we've got tons of new stuff. And whether you you know call those uh, photographs compelling or whatever it happens to be, you end up uh, actually 
uh, you know, uh, asking yourself more questions. At least I did. And I'm happy. I'm happy that we have information coming out, you know, whether you, you, you like the sources or you don't. This is the type of stuff we need, right? Uh, actual military sources uh, coming out, being vetted by uh, people in the community or, or whoever. It, that you don't have to be vetted by people in the community, just people bringing the information forward. So definitely good stuff. And um, I mean, that's, uh, that's the deal. Uh, we're, we're taking your calls. What do you think about this stuff? about the, the Jeremy Corbell, those, uh, the pyramids in the sky about the, the George Knapp stuff about the, uh, the, those photographs, which I'll put back up on the screen here. The, the three of them called, uh, one's the acorn. One is the metallic blimp. And the other is, what do we call this? The sphere, the sphere, the acorn and the metallic, the metallic blimp. And this, this again came on mystery wire today. And, uh, we could read some of this because, uh, Joe actually knows uh, UFO Joe knew a lot of this kind of off the top of his head because, of course, he studies this stuff. Um, and so he was able to just kind of tell the story without uh, reading any of this. I'm not that good. I forget details instantly because I have a, like a goldfish brain. But um, uh, I do have the article here, and so I can read some of this. But again, as always, like I said, I'd rather hear from you guys. What do you think about this? Uh, let's check the Discord, make sure nobody's in there. All right, so uh, no calls on Discord, no calls on the phone. That means you're up. If you can hear me. I'm talking to you. It's Thursday night. Uh, the date is April 8th, and we're talking UFOs tonight. So if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Uh, TroubledMinds.org. Click the Discord link, and uh, let's look, look at some of this. Um, there's a, actually, a, George Knapp does a great job. Again, I'm going to link this, and you guys can uh, please go to his website. Give these guys the love for uh, doing doing the uh, the work and putting this stuff out, right? Uh, having the contacts the contacts they have and actually uh, trying to um, trying to get the word out, right? I mean, uh, you know, like kind of like like Joe was saying there that um, that uh, George Knapp takes a lot of guff from people because because of the, the the Bob Lazar story, right? But I mean, okay, fine. Just remove that from the entire equation. And uh, if you think he was wrong on that, fine, he's wrong on that. But then look at all the rest of the stuff he's talked about. I think I think that's what we need to do, and what we why we need to keep an open mind regarding all the things that uh, that we always talk about on this show. You know, uh, that uh, that alien base in the in, uh, underground and things like this. You know, uh, like we always say, drinking drinking a hefty dose of the maybe juice to consider it to to actually consider the possibility of these things because it does change everything. <laughs> What's up? Kelly says, I'm not allowed to call till the third hour because I have a dirty sailor's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed, sir. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, if anybody else, uh, Kelly is most welcome at nine when we do the third hour. If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That was a funny comment, Kelly. Good stuff. Reading the chat, guys, and uh, and uh, just uh, trying to trying to keep up with you. Uh, all right, so let's go. Let's just read some of this. So this is from um, this is straight from Mystery Wire. And this is this is the show. This is what we were talking about today. This is kind of what spawned this and why I reached out to Joe last night and asked him, hey, do you want to talk about this stuff? Because there's a lot of new information coming out. And what he actually said to me on Twitter last night was, hey, uh, there's there might be a new thing coming out from Corbell, too. He's been kind of teasing this a little bit. So um, and this was the Green Pyramid uh, video that we, we looked at. So uh, definitely a good time to do this and catch up on some of the information that's coming out. But as always, what do you think about it? Is this, uh, again, some military? projects is this you know like alex jones would say the breakaway civilization that has this bizarre technology and they're doing whatever they're doing uh, is this randy kramer marines on mars and time travel <laughs> like i said hey 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 the maybe juice the maybe juice so uh so anyway uh, what do you guys think this is looking to hear from you 702-957-1037 i'll say it fast 
this is from the mystery wire today. And again, uh, if you're just kind of catching up or joining us, this is a good refresher anyway to really reset this conversation. Military and intelligence officials say they remained baffled by unusual unidentified aircraft that have been encountered in recent years off both coasts of the United States. Many of the objects have been referred to as drones, but that is not what Pentagon investigators have been telling the chain of command behind the scenes. Naval Air Station Oceana is the center of air power on the east coast of the United States. It is a sprawling naval air station in Virginia, home to the best aviators in the world. Since at least 2004, F-18 pilots flying into the zone, designated W-72, have reported encounters with a bizarre array of unknown, unidentified objects and aircraft positioned directly in their daily flight paths. And I think that's the thing that makes this, uh, more, again, a little more compelling, is we have the uh, military sources for this stuff, right? Um, which, which uh, again, this is, you know, these, these uh, if you didn't catch the, the brief on this when we were talking about these photographs, uh, they were taken from an iPhone, but you can see in the photographs here, uh, they were taken uh, from the cockpit of a military craft. So... Uh, clearly, you know, like we said about, uh, like uh, Copper Mustache called and asked about uh, the, the, you know, why don't we have like the the gun camera, the FLIR stuff? Why don't we have, you know, we have these kind of crappy cell phone uh, actual photographs? Uh, why is there no video? You know, uh, and uh, like I get it, I you know, I get it. Uh, national security and all the stuff they always talk about, right? Uh, which is why undoubtedly they have those things, and they're probably looking at them behind the scenes. Uh, and so for whatever reason, this was authorized to be released, but the actual FLIR stuff, the gun camera stuff, whatever, whatever actual radar data or footage they have is not, um, is not, um, um, not, not for release, right? Not for public consumption. And that doesn't surprise me a single bit. It just doesn't because you would expect that if this is, you know, this has national security implications, whether we know it, what it is, or do not know what it is, we kind of don't want China knowing, uh, where, uh, you know, or, or Russia or other adversarial entities knowing what we know about these things. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the deal. And, and I don't know, like, uh, like I said, I'm glad to see more of this. I don't know what to think about these actual images themselves because they seem, um, you know, a little bit blurry. Uh, they seem a little bit, uh, one looks like Ultraman. You guys remember Ultraman from the old days, like an, an Ultraman head, the one they call the blimp here, the metallic blimp. Uh, one one has been you know compared to the Batman balloon. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably a little harsh jump into those types of uh, comparisons. But I mean, we're looking at a, at a photograph with our own eyes, right? Trying to describe. Uh, what this, what kind of sense these things make. So yeah, uh, if you're just joining us, that's what we're talking about tonight. Mysterywire.com dropped these new photographs the last couple, three days. And actually this is from April 6th. So two days ago. And uh, this was happening again in uh, this uh, air, uh, the, the flying zone designated W-72 in Naval Air Station Oceana. So here we go. Investigators with the Pentagon's UAP task force, that would be um, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, that's UAP, uh, have requested that airmen try to document their encounters. Uh, now, this one actually happened on March March 4th, 2019. An F-18 weapons systems officer, the WSO, seated behind the pilot, used his iPhone to capture images of three different objects he encountered in the same airspace. At 3.02 p.m., he photographed an odd-shaped object. Another photo taken close to the same time was first posted to Twitter on May 11th, 2020, and that was this this post right here, actually, this is from uh, 
Blake S. Taylor Investigations at YoungGun8140 on Twitter. I'm going to link that if you guys want to follow up. But this is uh, this is where this uh, this actually came from, the first one, right? And where, where it got the, the Batman balloon and all the rest of this stuff, where this kind of came from, uh, at least the source of the information, right? But then, right, so this was posted then. But now there's new stuff. There's new stuff here. So uh, other photos taken on the same day. Remember, all this happened on the same day. And like Joe was saying, which is kind of an interesting take, we don't know if this was the same object and was just changing shapes, right, which would kind of actually coincide a little bit with what David Hambling said with the plasma UFOs, right, where you're able to take this this plasma image in the sky and change it into whatever you want. Uh, like I said, you know, I made the joke in the past that that means you could put Elvis in the sky playing the guitar, right? And they would see it. They would see it as such. And I think that's the thing is we have to, again, keep an open mind on what these things may be. And they're putting them out there to see what kind of reactions pilots have, to see what kind of uh, radar data they, that gets picked up by the by whatever they put in the sky. I don't know. Again, you know, I'm favorable to that uh, to that more than I am that these are aliens. Right. But but who the heck knows? Who, who am I to say? I, I don't have answers again. I'm the uh, I'm, I'm the questions guy, not the answers guy. So that's the question tonight. What do you think this stuff is dropped by George Knapp on mysterywire.com? That's his uh, website. We will put this up. Again, all the links you can follow. And then this was followed up in addition uh, today. This is hot off the press from Jeremy Corbell. And so we not only have these uh, these other ones called the, the Sphere, the Acorn, and the Metallic Blimp, right, which is what these are called, these actual um, UFOs they see in the sky. There's more. Uh, what happened uh, today is, uh, let's see, let's go to this. This is from extraordinarybeliefs.com. And uh, we'll read just a little bit of this. Again, looking to hear from you guys. Uh, we're talking about UFOs tonight and uh, the information that just got dropped uh, in the last couple, three days. And uh, as you know, we try and keep uh, keep up on at least the, the peripheral conversation as this stuff happens, as the UFOs happen, and as the conversation kind of uh, leans that way. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we're not as deep into it as UFO Joe there, but we do like to stay up on uh, what, what the, new, the new releases are. And, uh, you know, wink, wink, this is a new release. So here we go. This is from uh, April 8th, 2021. And this is, uh, this is exactly what, uh, what um, um, Joe was talking about the Jeremy Corbell stuff. Extraordinarybeliefs.com, Jeremy Corbell. Here we go. So uh, Jeremy is an investigative filmmaker and journalist working in the field of UFO research. He says he receives anonymous communications and data drops on a daily basis. It's something that he asked for publicly long ago. Uh, I provided my contact information and prompted for people to reach out with cases and leads regarding the UFO phenomenon. I've repeated this request on radio, television, and popular podcasts. So you see, he's asking, actually asking for people to send him military information and uh, so he can he can release these things right, and they can do it anonymously and uh, get the word out on what's what's actually in our skies out there. Is this uh, friendly skies? Is this uh, not so friendly skies? I think it just depends on who you who uh, who you call right or who you talk to. It's uh, you know some people say these things are a threat in the sky. Some people say they are um, you know benevolent and they're here to help us. I think uh, you could look to the blood sows, and I think they say uh, if you're familiar with that case, the Fayetteville incident. Uh, they say that, uh, you know, uh, some of that family believes that the, the entities that are here are here to help us. And they talk about the woman being uh, one of the uh, entities that shows up and uh, tries to contact us. So I think, you know, I think there's a whole bunch of uh, other weird stuff here. Here's a good one, too. I'm going to read this from Robert in the, in the Facebook chat. He says this, and now this is interesting, an interesting take on these, these things in the sky. 
organic life is based upon water-based gel-like structures, upon microscopic solids embedded in liquids. Life is based on gels in water, so maybe life exists which is based on gels in air. If low mass and not easily disrupted like smoke clouds, then such things might take the, might take the form of spheres. And uh, actually, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's somebody that was actually um, kind of pointing to some, some images around Saturn back in the day. This is years and years ago. But kind of suggesting exactly what you're suggesting there, that uh, some of these things they see in space, these anomalous things, may not be UFOs, but what if they're life forms? In some in some capacity, right? Maybe maybe we're we're thinking too much in terms of technology, and what if these things are the actual entities themselves? Yeah, yeah, good good uh, good way to put it here. And so who knows, right? Uh, you kind of have to keep keep an open mind when you're talking about things that uh, that, uh, that 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 we don't know about. Uh, Matthew says, "I really want to see the skeptics get owned just once. Something that'll shut them up." Uh, Geo magician on uh, YouTube says. Seems like mylar balloons flopping around to me. Maybe, right? <laughs> Fred says, what gets me is the Air Force keeping so quiet. What are they hiding? And you were right. You were right. I think that's, uh, that's, that's the worst part of this is we don't get the information we need from the sources that should be providing it. And I think, you know, that's for, that's for obvious reasons. Unfortunately, back to the defense stuff, and it's always war, all war, all the time. Uh, but uh, like I said, you know, like uh, because because the other guys are doing it, we have to keep up with the Joneses. Otherwise, you get owned in the next war. And uh, unfortunately, that's a part of the human condition. But again, uh, we got a few minutes left uh, on the final segment here on Fringe. Do you want to be part of the show? 702-957-1037. What do you think about this stuff? What do you think these are? Are they uh, life forms in the sky, like Robert suggests? Are they uh, maybe plasma, uh, radar spoofing uh, things, in, in, like as David Hambling wrote, and I'm more akin to believe on things like this? Or is it uh, something interdimensional? Is this uh, actual extraterrestrial? And uh, you know, this in this case, we, we, we're not asking a general question. We're actually asking specifically what these photographs are and uh, what uh, George Knapp released today, or sorry, two days ago and what uh, Jeremy Corbell released today. So not only do we have those three, those three, uh, three images that we were talking about uh, for most of the show here, uh, which of course is the, the sphere, the acorn and the metallic blimp as they are described. Then today we have Jeremy Corbell that uh, released this other stuff and it's, it's a pyramid in the sky. Right, so I'll put this up on the uh, on the on the screen one more time as we wind this down. But uh, looking to hear from you guys, what do you think about this stuff, and uh, what does it all mean? As always, what does it all mean? Make sure again, uh, make sure to uh, you guys uh, take the time and go go give some love to the folks that uh, that provide the information that help this show. The UFO Joe, ufojoe.net, Twitter at the UFO Joe. Go to. Uh, uh, Jeremy Corbell's site, which is, let's see, extraordinarybeliefs.com. Uh, I'll link all this stuff and then go to mysterywire.com as well, where, where, uh, the, the, uh, George Knapp stuff came from. But this is, uh, this is interesting, right? So we have this, uh, this infrared camera. So it's kind of like got the, the green filter. Thanks Kelly for setting me straight there. But then we have, um, what appears to be these pyramids floating in the sky, you know, triangles of some sort. And, you know, we've talked about the TR-3B a little bit in the past, that uh, triangular craft that supposedly looks like uh, or, or supposedly has been reported many, many times by many different witnesses. And some believe it's a, a United States military UFO. 
it's a, it's a craft like this, right? So, so who knows? Uh, again, I, I'm not the answers guy. I think uh, if you had the answers to these things, you definitely wouldn't be doing a show like this. I'd be locked away in some vault somewhere, and they wouldn't let me say a word. But uh, what do you think it is? Like I said, a few minutes left. Love to hear from you, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Otherwise, uh, we'll read just a little bit more of this, and you'll get uh, more, of, uh, more of the UFO information coming from these sources here. So let's uh, let's do that. Actually, let's let's look at uh, Mick West. Now, Mick West in particular is uh, he's you know one of the most call him a notable skeptic, right? He's one of the most notable um, outspoken skeptics on this UFO stuff, and he's been talking about this you know quite a lot. And when when something comes out, he immediately jumps to the case to uh, to find out what's happening with uh, with with uh, you know the photographs and to kind of vet them and see if there's there's anything that should be believed as far as these are anomalous or not. And this is what he said on Twitter. I'm going to put it up here full screen so you guys can check it out. But Mick West today tweeted this, and he's talking about these uh, the Jeremy Corbell video where you have these triangle in the sky, and uh, it appears to be a swarm of them even. He says this. He's timing the flashing nav lights on a UFO from Jeremy Corbell. Says, he says, I compared the UFO on the bottom to a plane on the top. RED marks, red marks, are the bright, brightest flashes on both the anti-collision strobe. He says it's a match. 1.5 seconds per flash, the UFO has the same lights as a plane. So he's suggesting, of course, that uh, you have the same type of lights going on with this, that there's uh, an actual uh, a plane here instead, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little less apt to, to believe that. I mean, these are the types of things you need to do when you, you know, uh, investigate, quote, investigate. Right. And that's good. I, I, you know, Mick West, again, he takes a lot of flack from the UFO community because he's, you know, kind of like the, the debunker in chief, basically. And he's always trying to punch holes in these things as being, you know, uh, terrestrial explanations. But of course, you know, as we've talked about on this show, I think uh, I think if you just try and stick to one mindset all the time, you end up uh, kind of uh, putting yourself at a disadvantage, right? And not being able, not being willing to change your mind, in my opinion. So anyway, like I said, a couple minutes left. Uh, what do you guys think about that? About the uh, timing, the flashing nav lights, and they say they're exactly one point five seconds per flash. Do you think these uh, these actual things from uh, from the the Corbell video are? are uh, worth talking about? Or do you think, as Mick West suggests, these things are simply airplanes? Mm, I don't know about the airplanes. I don't know about the airplanes. What's up, Tam? Says, I still haven't seen a UFO. I'm so disappointed. I think I think at Stephen Greer, I think he's got an app for you. I think you can download the app and then you get to see UFOs or something. I don't know. I don't know. I forgot to ask a UFO Joe about Stephen Greer, but but anyway, okay. So uh, we're as we wind this down and get to the the, the last bit of uh, of this it, again, right? It it pays to keep an open mind. Be be skeptical and keep an open mind. As as difficult as that sounds, it sounds like they're two contradictory things. I don't think they are at all. I think uh, as you collect more data and start to learn more about things like this, the things that we're saying. Uh, and get new data, new information, I think that we should be willing to change our minds if something comes that uh, we uh, we kind of talked about in a in a different light maybe not too long ago. So I don't know. Just uh, just keep an open mind. Be, be skeptical. Don't be fooled easily, but uh, don't don't uh, don't be so willing to try and explain things away as airplanes when they clearly don't look like airplanes. You see what I'm saying? 
Yeah, there's an app. There's a Stephen Greer app. Uh, we'll talk about that as we finish this up. So anyway, as we're done here, this is this is the last segment on Fringe.fm. Uh, if you want to continue listening to the show, we'll be one more hour on YouTube, Facebook, or or uh, DLive. If you're listening on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop of Lighting the Void. Fantastic stuff. Um, and then after that, Ryan Gable, The Secret Teachings. It's a it's a bang up lineup on a on the, the nights we go because we just stack up good show after good show after good show. And then before us, we got the Rogie Report and we've got uh, Alex Exum. We got all kinds of stuff on the Fringe FM. If you guys aren't familiar with the, these shows, uh, please check them out. Uh, definitely good stuff, and um, love to be. Lo- I'm glad to be a part of it. So let's uh, let's play some outro and finish this up as we as we finish the night. The question remains: What is all this stuff? What are these things in the sky? And are they a threat? I think that's what it comes down to. I don't know. I don't have any of those answers. I wish I did, but we're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep paying attention. And as this stuff comes and goes and uh, does its thing, we'll be there watching. We'll make sure that we see what's happening. And uh, that's what this show's about. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Be sure, be strong, be true. Like I said, if you're on the Fringe FM, stay stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, or DLive, stay tuned for the third hour of Troubled Minds. More UFOs, UAPs, still taking your calls. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. got uh we're done on the fringe we got one more hour coming up what's up chloroform says yeah that's what i was thinking and then i was interested until his sales pitch well apparently you just showed up at the wrong time as we transition from the radio to youtube i don't know <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, well you can't please everybody right what can you do what can you do oh well all right now here's the thing one more hour looking to hear from you guys you want to be part of the show tonight we're still talking about these ufos in the sky uaps what are they you saw the photographs i put the links up and we're still talking about this if you have a take on this uh, robert had a good one there maybe these are actual life forms in the sky give us a call love to hear from you transparency is an important part of this show 702-957-1037 click the discord link at troubledminds.org that's the official website you can be part of the show that way quick two minute break tuck the kids in bed top off your drink grab some popcorn one more hour of troubled minds coming up looking to hear from you guys be right back two minute break
Okay, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange, and uh, I'm me, you're you, and together we are us. We are us. And uh, the more information we get, uh, the more hot takes on this stuff, the more, uh, you know, cerebral, the more, uh, you know, uh, again, skeptical and open-minded, right? Kind of at the same time. You, you need to be able to do both. Uh, kind of like we've always said when we started this show, you, you kind of have to be able to keep your feet. This is an old Frank thing, like he used to say back in the day. You have to be able to live in uh, a few different worlds, right? You have to be able to... Uh, understand that maybe uh, these things, uh, some of these things are true. Uh, some of these things are, you know, the the breakaway civilization aspect is that maybe the elites have, uh, you know, commandeered some sort of uh, exotic propulsion and, you know, or something like this, some sort of game changing technology. And they're using it to, uh, to, to move away to, uh, you know, to maybe go to Mars or go to wherever it is that they're, they're trying to go. You know, and it seems outlandish. It seems ridiculous. But, you know, there's people that have been saying this for, for quite some time that uh, the, the, the actual technology that's out there is not what they're telling us is that, uh, you know, DARPA, like Annie Jacobson, 30, 40, 50 years ahead of us. Um, and so, you know, if let's say that uh, like a exotic propulsion technique is, you know, just a few years away, then they've already had it for a long time, right? Meaning, you know, in the commercial sector. So I think that's the thing. Uh, and that's what we're talking about tonight. You, you got to be able to kind of realize that, you know, and then realize that real world and, and also uh, consider that we might be fooled, you know, this all might be like a huge psyop to, uh, you know, throw off the Chinese or the Russians or whatever it is, right? And make them believe that uh, we believe there's UFOs when there's really not because, you know, there are technology. You see, there's like this whole mind screw backwards type of thing going on. And again, what's up? Chloroform's good. Uh, thank you for clarifying. I didn't mean to jump down your throat there. Uh, but okay, let's go. We got a couple phone calls. Let's go to this. I'd love, love to hear from you guys tonight. Got 702-957-1037. Sherry says they want us to see them. And it sure seems like it, right? It, it definitely seems like it. Um, I think that's a, that's a good take. Um, all right. Uh, Kelly says, go roll a Jaybird and get ready. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go to... Um, Let's go to Kelly. Let's go to Kelly in Colorado. Hello, my friend. You're on Trouble Minds. How are you tonight? All right. How you guys doing, man? Peace to the family. Yeah, yeah. Peace and love, my friend. Uh, what do you think about all this crazy stuff? Did you see the George Knapp stuff and uh, those photographs? Yeah, yeah I've seen that with the, uh, what the pilot took while he was inside his cockpit. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think? Um, okay, so... Think about all these people that are coming out, and you know they come out with these videos that the uh, supposedly the Navy pilots have uh, you know filmed. Because Oceana is over in Virginia, that's the East Coast, and the other one that was a Tic Tac that was over there on the West Coast off of uh, San Diego. But uh, because you know aircraft carriers, and we, what we do is we go off about a hundred nautical miles. We're getting prep ready for deployment. We call those things workups, and we go out for probably about about a month and you know we do a bunch of figure eights we get the ship ready for uh all technical technical uh, tactical and um battle uh battle readiness and then also for like you know firefighting um pilots you know they're always doing their uh their touch and goes see if they can land you know what i mean uh they have you know the pilots see if they can catch the wires and stuff on, on the on the navy ship so you know, we get ready for that, you know, also work with the, our destroyers and our cruisers, make sure we're all linked together and, you know, uh, operating as a, a well, well-oiled machine. So 
So when I look at that and I, you know, think, you know, I put myself in my military mind, I look at those pictures, those videos, the first ones I didn't like because the reason why I dislike them is because you hear the pilots, you know, supposed to be sound. They, what they sound like to me, they're playing a video game, you know, like, uh, like I was saying earlier on one day, uh, the comments I had on one other show that we were talking about this was that uh, if you look at it, you know, and you can hear these pilots, our pilots don't talk like that. You know, they're like, hey, dude, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. You know, so that kind of threw me off. I didn't, I don't agree with that one. I don't think that one's real. And if they're talking about plasma, then we're talking about uh, Operation Blue Beam. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they called it a sky projector at one time. They're using a laser sky projector where they could, you know, they have like a 6G now or something like that where they can, you know, or the 5G, or they're calling it, uh, or 4D tech, where it looks like, you know, have you seen them on, uh, like, I think they have them at, like, zoos or uh, or at Disneyland, where it looks like, an, you know, you can see a whale. It actually looks like a whale jumping out of the water, and it looks all all real. So if that's what we're talking about, that they're creating a plasma, that's what I'm thinking. But again, if, again, like I'm trying to say, put myself in the military mind, so when a pilots go up, they're being briefed on what they're going to be encountering, what they're doing. You know, we play war games and whatnot, you know, try to, you know, do a realistic thing is what we can do. So a pilot goes up, he gets all this information. Now, if they're off the coast where these uh, aircraft are, right, and so there's going to be 100 nautical miles away from the shore. So and if they're claiming that these things are UADs, right, if they're, you know, with some drones, then whose are they? You know, they are, they have to, would be, because my, like I said, my thinking is, is that it could be, you know, there be pilots are being told what to look for. Now, the pilot, he's not, he's not scared. He obviously sees something. He's like thinking it's pretty cool that we got new tech. He took some videos of himself inside of his cockpit. Because if you're asking for any kind of film off a military aircraft, you're going to have, you know, that's going to take a, a pull from a lot of strings, a lot of red tape, try to get that video because everything's top secret when they come on off those aircraft. When you, even when the film, when they take them off, you know, you can't even like there are people that are, they have to have top secret clearances to even take it out of the aircraft, put it in the aircraft, even, you know, handling it. So for me to think about that saying, okay, well, these pilots are not, obviously they're not scared. You know, they're actually knowing what they're doing because if we send our pilots up, even in through like uh, off the coast that we're doing, you know, they're constantly vigilant on like, you know, because we also have Russian aircraft which fly over us. We fly over Russian aircraft. You know, they have the bombers. We have ours. We all play this, you know, the the news, they try to, um, you know, they try to, you know, propaganda and they're trying to say that, you know, look at what, you know, we our pilots are dealing with. But that that's a that's a nat- natural everyday thing that happens during deployments like that. It's just we always test in each other's bubbles, and that's that's more or less what it is. Now, if anybody was to break from that and start taking down aircraft, that's going to be a real huge issue. So, if we have a pilot that's roaming around the skies and he sees this thing, he's already known what it is. Because if not, and it's an un it's an unknown, it's either one or two things. We know that it's our drone and it's up there. And we're doing a lot of testing on it, or we know that it's a, a like a you know like our our I guess what we call you know our space force now, or their alien uh, aircraft that we know, and and we can't take them down. You know what I mean? They're known as friendlies. 
That's the only reason why they would allow something like that to get that close to either coast, from the East Coast to the West Coast, getting that close to the United States, period. They would be taking that shit down, shooting it down, chasing it, even though if they couldn't catch it. You know what I mean? You know, there's you hear pilots always talk about that. And, if you know, I don't know if they're going to say that all these things, you know, they can create, like, with a, a plasma either, because our, our pilots been seeing this stuff since World War One and Two. you know. They call them what? Uh, the, um, they call them uh, Foo Fighters. <clears throat> Foo Fighters, sorry about that. Yeah, they call them Foo Fighters. So, you know, it's not like, you know, the first time that we've ever seen any of these. So, you know, again, it's either... You know, our pilots, when we're going up, I say that's either, you know, they have to know. they got to know. They're looking for something, you know what I mean? They're they're ready for it. The ones, the one in the pictures, I would have to say that those ones look like uh, man-made. I wouldn't say if they were ours or it could be somebody else's. Um, the one that looks like a unicorn, I actually posted something to the uh, Discord chat, and it looks like one that looks like an, if you flip it upside down, you know, the round part, and if you, if this is the one that was caught off of the International Space Station. I posted that one in the Discord chat. And also, there was another group. There was a group of uh, older gentlemen, and this was probably about 10, 12 years ago. But they used to sit out, and they were out in Vegas. They kind of like, they would just sit out in uh, one of the friends' house, and it was kind of like, you know, like, they were pretty well off. So they had a house kind of like, you know, away from everybody. But it was kind of... Um, they would watch these airplane or aircraft flying in all the time at a military base. And they've actually filmed and uh, took photographs of this one. It looks like a triangle. So, it, you know, people would call the uh, the TR-3B. But it's, a, it's an incredible picture. I actually posted that one on there, too. It, I took still pictures of that, uh, the video that they had, if you want to check that out. Yeah, actually, I've got it. I'm putting it up on the... Uh on the screen here. So this is a, this is what uh, what Kelly just shared in the Discord. I'm putting up. You guys can check it out. I've got an actual direct link as well, so you can uh, pull it up in your browser and take a look, and full screen if you need to. Uh, which again is a part of the part of doing this, right? You, you, if you're if you're interested in what these things look like, you should probably be uh, taking a closer look, right? As much as you can. So uh, here we go, putting it up on the screen, and uh, there you go. There you go. It is up, and it looks like a, what is this thing? Like it looks like a triangle with a with like a a contrail, right? With a with a chemtrail. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, it was actually, you know, they were saying, you know, because they have binoculars and all that stuff, so they were just like a bunch of guys sitting out there, you know. Ex, I think some of them were ex-military, but you know, they lived by a military base. I think it was, you know, out there in the desert where you're at. But I couldn't really remember the exact same story. But yeah, they were. But that's what they filmed. They filmed that. You know, there's some. A Project Aurora is one of them that they claim that uh, that TR-3B was. You know, that's kind of a more of a triangle shape, kind of like that one. The TR-3B, there's different designs that, you know, see people say instead of, like, uh, sharp corners or more round, um, that could be it. You know, the anti-gravity proportion, like I said, though, for anything that's anti-gravity, it really doesn't matter what shape it is. So if we're still using a shape, even if it is a triangle like the bomber that we have, the B-2, and our fighter, the uh, the 115, I believe it is, um, you got to understand that those, some of those are actually have to have some kind of propulsion from the back end, because if if you uh, have, you know because anything that has to have something like that using a propulsion of an engine has got to have a thrust. 
Now, the ones that they're saying that, you know, that you could go mock, you know, from zero to mock, what, 15 and something. Again, that's got to be something that, uh, you know, that I, like I said, I looked into as well. Same like your uh, UFO Joe, but uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it seems like they had, you know, they're saying they kind of look like they're open. What it is is like they're opening a portal, so it's being sucked forward instead of pushed from the, from the uh, rear end of it. But uh, yeah, you know, again, um, I don't like. I disagree with a lot of people who think that the, everything that came out was, you know, man-made. That it was ours. That you know, it's been always our technology. Like uh, Dr. Greer and some of these people have, you know, come out because uh, I just, I just, from all the stuff that I've read and all my research, there, I would have to say that's a negative because these things have been around for thousands of years, if not millions, from all the time. The time frames of all these uh, ancient technology or these ancient uh, cultures have talked about, I think they're much older. The planet's much older when everybody talks about, uh, you know, you have the flying demonas from, uh, you know, ancient India. Yeah, uh, you also have, like, in Belbek, Lebanon, which is, uh, Belbek is actually called, you know, the literal meaning back then was the landing place where, you know, they talk about fire and rockets. They were landing, coming and going, kind of like uh, Tesla's rockets now. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Elon Musk. And like his rockets, they can land and take off or be reusable. Um, you know, you look at all this other stuff, you know, what he's drawn on the uh, cave walls, carvings, you know, the ancient technology, the art, and, you know, just the plain artwork of wall building of these uh, different shaped walls. We can't even, you know, we can't even uh, accomplish the same stuff now. I mean, and this is worldwide. So for me, Saying even like, you know, like even in the Bible, if people want to go that way, you know, it's even in the Bible, like uh, Ezekiel and the wheels, and he has wheels within wheels, and then he actually talks about a creature that was on the outside of it, you know, it had like five faces, and he explained it, you know, he even says it looks like beryllium, which is a metal, so yeah, I mean, these things have been around for, um, and you can't really say where they're from, we, you know, a lot of, you know, there's spec- speculations, you know, you know, he could say like, yeah, you know, if you go with uh, the Sumerian, which, you know, he claims the word it was uh, the Anunnaki off of, you know, planet Nibiru, or you can go by what the ancient structures that people built, like the seven sisters of, uh, what is it, um, the Palladians, or even, uh, you know, Orion's belt, you know, and those star systems. But it, whether you want to go, whichever you want to go, you know, Again, like I was talking about, you know, ancient Toth and his things, he says that they're, he claims, the way he explains it is they're from a different vibration. So if you could either say vibration or, you know, that to me is telling me it's a, uh, a different dimension. But it's something even then, too, like even wrapping our human mind around that with even physics, you can, you know, you can even say that just that alone is, that's incredible. Where we we have no idea what we're doing. We're still kids, little babies crawling. You know what I mean? Just probably came out the womb compared to what's going on in the outer space. Yeah, know, for sure. Time and time. Space. For yeah, sure. So. Hey, uh, you you want to hang on a little longer? Uh, we got a call behind you, so so up to you. I'll keep you on if you want to stay. Sure, why not? Okay, stay 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 put. Don't go anywhere. Let's get uh, this is uh, I can't remember. Uh, welcome back to the show. This is somebody from Oregon. I forgot your name. Is it Gregory from Oregon? Uh, Matt. 
Oh, Matt, see, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible with names, man. Yeah, a couple times, we'll uh, we'll we'll get it. <laughs> How are you? What's on your mind oh, yeah. tonight? Sorry about that. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? Can you hear me? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, can you hear you? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, so uh, we're talking about aliens. Let's um, drink some maybe juice while I set up the story. Um, like, so I I lived in a place by Air Force Base. I'm not going to say which one, but like a big Air Force Base. So I'm used to seeing like the planes, like the regular jets and ships fly over my house all the time. Like we go see the Blue Angels perform, and so I knew kind of what I was looking at. And then also, I want to set this up, is like, I lived on a hill. My house was on top of a hill. So, like, put yourself on a hill. And, like, when you look out, you can see the sky. Like, the um, horizons below you. So, I can see the sky without looking up. So, I have, like, more probability, I guess, of seeing things. And so, like, I kind of want to, like, experiment with you guys. Like, if you live in a neighborhood and you go outside... But look out your window, you probably see like a tree or your neighbor's house or like a fence. And you have to like go outside and like look up and like tilt your head back to look up in the sky. And so I'm thinking like what I'm getting at is like an alien UFO could be flying over your head right now, but you're not looking up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And so for me, you were completely right. Okay. So I don't live on a hillside. We live in a, in a valley and there's mountains around us. So unfortunately for myself, I, I actually have to crane my neck and look up. So you're totally right. If it was more, kind yeah, of a, and so, our, uh, so go, go ahead. Yeah. So good, go, go do that guys. Like go out there, go outside, look up. Like you're not going to see a UFO if you're not looking up. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it, and that's, so, that's where they're going to be. Yeah. So picture yourself on a hill and you're looking out, you see the sky. We like people will come over and watch the meteor shower. Cause you don't have to look up. You just look out. So I'm looking out and, uh, by this air force base and like, in like dusk, or no, dawn, like morning, I'm getting ready for work, doing my morning thing. And it's like the sun isn't up yet, so it's dark, but the sun's coming up. And I'd see like stuff coming like back to the base. And what I think it was is like, they would go out and like do whatever they're doing and then they come back to the base before the sun came up. And uh, like, they're like, cloaking like cloaking devices and it's like there might be like some we're talking about like they could look like other things but it's like i think maybe like uh the sun coming up or like some sort of weather phenomenon can like break or like disable their cloaking device and i could see them for like that time so they come back and uh i'm talking about like i'm not saying it's, i'm not saying it's aliens but it's like i'm saying you know whether it's us and, uh, like, an independence day, like, reverse engineered, like, we found a ship and, like, reverse engineered it and we're playing around with it. So there's a difference between, like, that and, like, you know, a legit alien, like, a little green man got on a ship, flew his ship, billion light years to us. There's a difference, right? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a difference. So, so, yeah, go ahead, between go. those two things. So, yeah, so, like, it's, like, it's our stuff. And so we're talking about like in June, they're going to say whatever they're going to say. And it's like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So in June, they're going to talk, they're going to say something. And it's like, I think that it's like, you know, enough people have seen it. And we live in a time where we can like bust out camera phones. Like you have a phone in your pocket, you can take a picture. And enough people have seen it where they're kind of like, we got to give them something. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so they're going to tell us. 
And what I believe, this is what I believe, is like they're going to say, you know, yeah, it's us. Like it's our technology, nothing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. you did not see any little green men, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, because like I believe, Let yeah. Let me stop you for a sec, Matt. Hold on, hold on. So Kelly's got a question for you. Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, sorry. You're good. Go ahead, Sorry, Kelly. sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to ask you, uh, you said that you, you've seen him like at the time that, during uh, day or like, you know, in the, uh, during uh, dawn. But when you seen them say you said you kind of like uh, they had a cloaking device, what do you mean by that? What do you what did you see exactly? Uh, so how I explain it is like I wouldn't see them like fly because I'm looking out out right, not up towards the Air Force Base. But like they wouldn't like I wouldn't see them like fly there. They would like appear over it and then land, and they moved like different and they're like triangles straight up. <laughs> And they kind of look like they kind of look like they kind of look like clouds, I guess you could say. Okay. Like, but they're like straight, like straight triangles. And yeah, unfortunately, there's a, good. There's a there's a uh, there's a uh, government. Uh, I can't remember the corporation right now, but they have actually uh, plates that they put on tanks, and they can actually disappear from. Uh, I wouldn't say radar, but it would it would disappear from like a night vision scope. If you're looking at a night vision, you would see the tank when they have these plates on, and it actually it changes the uh, I guess what you bend light is what it's doing is bend light around it so that way you can even see it, which is actually pretty interesting that you're saying. That it, you know, you yeah, exactly. Because it, because aircraft, the only reason why I say it's interesting on aircraft is because aircraft needs to be light. It can be like a tank because those plates are those plates were pretty heavy. So it's interesting they were saying that you've seen something like that, how it came and gone. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it could be like something going on that like break like disabled the cloaking device and I was able to see it. But yeah, it's like transparent, like you can see through it. Like I can see like the stars in the tri inside the triangle. It wasn't like an actual ship. It was just like a floating triangle. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, like a cloud. That's crazy. Axel, Axel on the yeah. chat here says, yeah. uh, "Maybe what's up, Axel? Thanks for showing up." Says, uh, "Might be testing some sort of active camouflage," and that sounds that sounds pretty decently likely as well, huh? Yeah, and yeah, and so what I'm saying is like there's a difference between the two. They're not going to say they're going to be like, "Yeah, it's us," but they're not going to say like it's aliens, right? Because it'll be like. You know what would that do? Be like everybody be like, ah, oh, like I'm not gonna go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop paying my taxes. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, like oh no, oh no. Hey, uh, everyone okay. panic and freak out. So I don't, I don't think they're gonna say it like that. I think you know if they do, if they do say something in June, whatever, you know they're gonna say it's interesting. But uh, I don't think they're gonna say it's aliens because like you know there's a difference between the two, and I don't want to like, freak everybody out. Yeah, no chance. But then no there's chance. that whole project. There's that whole like Project Bluebeam thing too, so that's a whole different show. <laughs> yeah, that is a whole different show. We'll get to that at some point as well. Uh, <laughs> definitely worth talking about. I appreciate the call, my friend. Anything else while we get you on the phone? Um, no, like I said, thank you guys. Um, yeah, go outside and look up. <laughs> Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen to that. Go outside and look up, or else you're not going to see a UFO. Thank you. That's Matt from Oregon. I appreciate the call. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Right, right, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there we go. Simple as that. 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the phone. I'm here with Kelly tonight. We're talking about uh, we're talking about all this stuff. We're talking about all this weird stuff, man. That's a great story. Uh, if they're actually testing some sort of a cloaking device or uh, active camouflage or whatever's going on, and he's got a good view of it, that's that's a great story right there. 
Um, definitely good stuff. Have you ever seen anything like that, Kelly, where you thought it was maybe a, a military cloaking thing? And I'm not asking you for classified information, of course, just just kind of in general. Um, well, no, like I was saying, though, um, I can't remember the name of the company right now, but, you know, because I'm always, always, I'm all, always following, uh, like, top, yeah, not what they top secret, but, like, uh, top science, where, you know, because uh, they've already got... Uh, They've already developed, I'll tell you one thing they've developed already. They've developed a, a skin on aircraft where it would, it would take bullet holes, but then it would repair itself. Uh, the nanotechnology on the, on the outer skin, or actually the skin itself, would kind of like, uh, you know, the beyond the outer part of the skin is kind of like the bulletproof gel. And it would like, it would vibrate, it would, it would uh, suck up the, the momentum of the bullet slow it down, but then the outer skin of it, it can actually repair itself while it's in flight. So, it's, uh, I mean, I've seen that, but uh, as for, you know, the whole invisibility cloaking, and the only thing I've ever seen with that one is, um, and, and you can actually go on YouTube and uh, check that one out too. There, I can't remember, like I said, I can't remember. It's like a four-letter company name, you know. They use, they use a lot of government contracts, but they have a tank, and they, it's like plates, you know. They're kind of like shaped like a, a elongated stop sign, and they're and they slap them all over this this tank, right? And they had like uh, night vision, and um, the night vision you could see it rolling, and even the heat from the engine, you know, because that's what's kind of giving it off. But then they turned that thing on, and it just literally disappeared. Like you can't even see it. You, it's like you're seeing right through it. And it's a tank, you know, a big ass Abrams tank. So that technology too, but again, it's 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 pretty crazy to think if they got light bending technology like that. You know, I've always said that you know if, if the military went to um, the old style uh, technology that uh, that Ford Ford, you know, the car maker, he actually made a car that was uh, had used hemp fibers within the plastic system of it, which is actually stronger than steel. And he, he was taking, like, there's an old video of him or somebody, and he's taking a sledgehammer, and he's pounding the shit out of the car, the old car. You know, it looks like an old Model A kind of vehicle, and he just pounding the shit out of it and just bouncing. Didn't leave a scar on it, didn't leave nothing. And that thing could be lightweight, indestructible like that. You know how much money you could save on repairs or something like that? Yeah, that's, for the military. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, right? That's Is that that Roswell tech, too, where they said, like, the – the memory metal or whatever and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Like if that stuff actually exists, it would, it, it would be part of this uh, game changing paradigm, right? Where uh, the technology would never be the same again. Uh, car crashes would just uh, bounce off of each other. <laughs> Crazy stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, I played with metal that kind of does the same thing where you, I mean, you, I mean, you can't like crush it up as a paper, but you can bend it pretty good. And, and it, but it's um, it's a softer metal, and you can you know you can actually bend it with your hands in any kind of shape you want. But then you can actually you know if you push on it and flatten it out, you can actually flatten it out as well. It's more of aluminum than I would say stainless or any kind of steel. But still, I mean, you can there's some pliable material that are out there that you know it's always going to come out through the military firstly. I've always said that you know this. In military applications, you know, if they can get something like that, they're always going to use it. And it's uh, the 
the thing about it is, though, I really want to believe some of the stuff that the military is coming out with, you know, but like, you know, they're showing through the flare and stuff like that. But the thing about it is just I want to see all, the whole video because, it, you know, they're flipping through because those cameras, I, I tell you, on, on H-60 um, helicopters was I worked on, you know, they had uh, – they we were we use those on uh, on aircraft carriers and everywhere. But the H sixties that we use, they had the flare on the front, right? And they were you know they weren't always used. We'd actually have to attach them and help these guys in another shop, the ATs, attach them to the aircraft, and they would hang on the bottom. Some of them, the old style, would sit on top of a platform and then look around. The newer ones, they hung underneath the platform. And, you know, we had to go do testings on them. And I was in there a few times where the they were flipping through. So they could go to, like, night vision, do, like, like uh, heat heat vision, um, or just plain heat. It's, it's weird-looking. It's a weird-looking screen. Then you have the, you know, the night vision again. And then you had, like, uh, the flare, you know. So everything. And then you can actually flip it towards you could see, like, you know, like it's a real camera, you know, like all color and then zoom in. So we were zooming that shit in, you know, just messing around. We zoomed it. The guys are like on the flight line. That's like, you know, I'm talking like a couple miles down, you know, so it's, even to like a quarter mile and that thing kind of zoom in on a, on a quarter, you know? So I, I like to see the, you know, the real, the, all, all the film with that. Well, those things are real because I just don't want to see, like I said, you know, the, the FLIR screen or the, or the night vision because, that you can get some, you know, video games that look almost completely real with some of that stuff. Exactly, yeah, and and like you said, that like there's there's just a lot of stuff that kind of comes out that that it just seems like it doesn't match with what would be, you know, like actual uh, extraterrestrial stuff. Like you said, with the those uh, those flare videos with the initial tic tacs and stuff. Like you said, like like the, the audio there seemed a little bit not. Right, right. They're like, "Whoa, bro, it's a fucking UFO!" Right? I mean, they literally said that in the yeah. video, and you're like, uh, "Does that really go on in like the uh, naval aviators type type world?" You know, uh, I would imagine probably not. No, I mean, especially okay. So this is the thing. So like when I when I when I look at some of those videos, okay, when the first one came out, I was like, okay, maybe. But then the other ones were the pilots of Tic Tac or the other one they called in. They were like, oh, dude, did you see that? Oh, laughing and like, like, you know, they're playing a video game. Now, if you do that around, uh, let's say, you know, let's say San Diego Naval Base, right, where I was at, North Island. You do that on, on the tower, uh, you're going to go up and see the captain of the base. You don't fuck around like that shit. Those got to be open waves because, number one, you also have the, you know, the, uh, the airport, the San Diego airport that's right next to it. So those waves all got to be open and clear. You can't just be fucking around, you know, the way they're, they were talking like dude and laughing and all like, did you see that? Like, no, it's got to be, they're professionals. They might be young men, you know what I mean? Cause there are a lot of young men that come out of college and then go into like Naval Academy. So they, you know, I call them younger men, you know, in their young twenties or, you know, in their, you know, twenties to like early thirties. So they're younger men. You know, yeah, they're like the, you know, the the young jock, but whatever. But these, you know, they know the difference. Their prof- professionalism is beyond that toward, you know, they're not going to be talking like that shit, especially on, on the airwaves. Yeah, exactly. With with everybody listening, especially like a high-profile incident like that, you would expect to, that not to be the case. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Anything else while we got you on the phone tonight? 
Oh, no, not, not. just wanted to, you know, kind of get my take as usual. So just uh, wish you guys have a good night. And then just like the young man said from Oregon, keep your eyes on the sky. Exactly right. Exactly right. Thank you, Kelly. You're the best. I appreciate the call, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thanks a lot. There you go. All right, let's go to, uh, if you guys want to be part of the show tonight, we're talking about this stuff that George Knapp just uh, re- kind of released in the last couple, three days, right? This mystery wire stuff. Uh, the the um, uh, I'll put it up on the screen. You guys can check it out. I'll drop the links in if you guys are just joining us. I know it's kind of a long show, so if you uh, kind of jump in halfway through, you don't know what's going on. So uh, I'll put the links up again. This is from uh, the mysterywire.com. This is George Knapp's website, and he reported this stuff. Uh, some actual photographs have come out of these uh, UAPs or whatever they are, right? One's called the uh, the sphere, the one on the top there, it's like shaped like you would expect, like a sphere. There's another one called the acorn, which uh, has been kind of uh, ridiculed as the Batman balloon. And there's a third one that's called the metallic blimp. And that one to me looks uh, totally metallic and different from these other two entirely. So uh, interesting stuff. Like I said, the more of this that comes out eh, is good, in my opinion. You know, what we do with this is up to us, of course. Uh, You know, some of us have different levels of understanding of these things, and that's why we get together and talk about it. Um, Let's see. Matt says, uh, the cloaking thing I saw only works for observers in one narrow direction. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, Like it's only cloaked if you look straight at it, bend your neck a little, and it comes back into view. Okay, I see. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Axel says, I was thinking the same, uh, same way. F-18s have uh, have to have better optics than the weapons guy's iPhone. And that's that's the unfortunate part is it, it's bizarre to me that we're actually uh, allowing um, this to, uh, to, to, to be part of the uh, – to be released as an iPhone photo, right? I mean clearly they're not going to give us radar data and stuff like that. But it, like why would you allow this to be released on an iPhone – uh, but not uh, not give us like a you know a little bit better look of this. So anyway, uh, let's go to uh, we got. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we're talking about this stuff. These photographs that just recently came out. Jeremy Corbell also released that uh, uh, triangle or pyramid in the sky today. Uh, so the last couple three days have been pretty exciting for new information regarding UFOs, UAPs in the sky. What is this stuff? Looking to hear from you again, as always, uh, your takes are better than mine. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. You can find the phone number and the Discord at troubledminds.org. Let's go to uh, John in Facebook jail. What's up, John? You're on Troubled Minds with Mike. How are you, my friend? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm all right tonight. Doing good. Doing good. What do you think about all this uh, UFO stuff? You think it's so much to do about nothing, or you think the aliens are here? Well, there's been a, a couple of advances that have come out, and um, the metal blimp that everyone's talking about looks—it looks really similar to the Lockheed Martin transport blimp. If you've seen that come out, it's like a giant airship. I have not. Have you looked at that recently? I have not. I'll, I'll actually pull it up right now. But uh, continue, Lockheed Martin. Uh, uh, what's it called? It's a Lockheed Martin hybrid airship it's i mean it's pretty close i mean it's they have a couple different designs for the airship and um it's basically a slow moving transport like a military transport and then you had one that triangular one that like looking up from underneath of it and that looks just like an avant-garde missile uh because what people don't i don't know if you can show that missile yeah see there you go the uh, Lockheed Martin airship kind of looks. You see that like middle one right there? That's, that's what I think it kind of looks like. 
Yeah, so we're talking but, about this uh, this picture on the bottom here. Let's make that full screen. So we're talking about that and this right here. Uh, the one in the middle there, you said, kind of like this one. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. So we got a couple, if you guys are watching the stream, uh, maybe some uh, some different looks here on what this might be. But okay, so this is, a, you know, that's a good take on this. Uh, maybe this is what they're seeing. Uh, maybe not. Uh, that's a good take. I have no idea. You tell me. So I think the weird thing is they said that it hovered in one spot for about 90 minutes in, in, aside from the wind, and then it just took off. It, like, just snapped your fingers and it was gone. So uh, there's that part. But but anyway, uh, go ahead with the Avangard missile, Avangard, I think it's called. Yeah, uh, could you pull up a picture of like the triangle one that you had so we can kind of see? Yeah, so the the full uh, uh, the the actual UFO photo, you mean? Yeah, I think the one that you, it's like you're looking up from underneath and it's like a perfect triangle. How about that one? Like the acorn, they call that one the acorn, I think. It might have been, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Oh, I got you. I got you. This one. This was. Uh, this is the one that Kelly shared. Actually, so this was. This was not the the George Knapp share today. This was one that Kelly shared in the chat. But yeah, so uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. But go ahead. I got the. Uh, I got his uh, Kelly's image up there. Yeah. So to me, that looks like one of the Russian avant-garde missiles because um, here's two things. One being, it has a very small trail coming out from behind it. And um, the avant-garde missile actually does not use much propulsion because it's a glide. It's a hypersonic glide vehicle. Um, so there's very little propulsion, which would explain the lack of a real thick trail there. Um, if you look at the picture, I think I sent you, yeah, I sent you a couple. But uh, the avant-garde missile, there it is right there. And that is a nuclear missile. Uh, capable of going 27 times the speed of sound. So it would cause a wake just off of the air displacement that's behind it. Yeah. So, so these yeah, it has that triangular shape. Yeah. So this is, this is the, the much, much, uh, much hyped hypersonic, uh, missile is what they're talking about here. Um, and this, this is, so not only can it have a payload, it, it doesn't even need a nuclear payload because it's all kinetic energy in, in most cases. So you could like slam this sucker down from way up on high. They launch it straight up in a rocket and it comes down like a glider. Then it's so heavy and dense, just the kinetic impact of this thing hitting the ground would be uh, even equal or similar to a nuclear blast in some cases. So, yeah, that's what this is. That's what this uh, this technology is, as far as I understand it, just uh, as we've talked about this in the past. But, yeah, I mean, but you're, you're completely right here. I think uh, given this uh, this triangle, triangular-like thing, it looks like that's what it might be. And the way that the technology does work, it goes up on a rocket, the thing, rocket breaks apart, this thing unfolds out of it, and then they're able to control basically where it lands, right? And it's it's ugly when, they think, when these things hit. Uh, Mach 27 and uh, super, super heavy and dense. That's bad news. And it carries a two megaton warhead on the top of it just for extra punch. Right, right. Now, with all the posturing that's happening in uh, Crimea, I think that they might be kind of showing, you know, a little support there. <laughs> well, not really support. I think they're just kind of flexing their muscles a ton and showing the world, hey, we can send these anywhere. And that's kind of what they're doing, trying to make it known, because this isn't moving that fast. And the way it's pitched, 
like when they shoot these missiles off to get to Mach 27, it has a lower base trajectory. It's not so flat. Like they wanted people to take pictures of that. Yeah. So I think, I think that's part of it too. Why we, why we do it and talk about these things is because you never know what part of this is. Let's, like you said, maybe let's leak some information that will get into the press that will get reported as maybe UFOs and Russia sees it and goes, Oh shit. Right. Like they, they have this stuff or vice versa. You know, it's, it it is posturing. I think there's, there's kind of a big game here of showmanship between, uh, you know, adversaries in the, in the world and geopolitics here. But uh, that's that's the scary part. Like if these are these are like literally doomsday type weapons. If you rain a bunch of these on major cities, it, it's literally a screwed city. Terrible stuff. I don't know where Kelly got this photo, but this is yeah, this is a great uh, photograph there with this uh, this this triangle with the the contrail or whatever that's called. But yeah, crazy crazy stuff, right? Yeah, I mean the fact that they caught this missile because whenever you see like launch videos that are supposedly avant-garde missiles. It's never an avant-garde missile. It's one of their other hypersonic missiles that they shoot off. They've never shot this off on camera. So the fact that they have this photo right here, and, you know, if you just know a little bit about Russian missiles, like, you can't, like, it's hard to deny (laughs) that that's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's completely flat on bottom. It's huge. Avant-garde missile is huge. It's, it's, there to show off to me it's it's really hard not to look at it as that ballistic missile being shot around out there yeah uh so we we've been actually talking about that for a couple of years on this show there there were some ufo reports um, um i want to say probably a year and a half ago maybe that we were looking at and it, it appeared to be they were in china actually and it appeared to be to, to our eyes when we discussed it then is that it looked like a, a hypersonic missile test but it got reported a whole bunch in the media as a UFO sighting, right? So uh, interesting how these things kind of conflate with each other, and we end up talking about one thing when it's possibly something else entirely, which, of course, would be the uh, the media, the press, and whatever, you know, Operation Mockingbird covering all this stuff up um, or, you know, spinning it particular ways. But, yeah, yeah, this is this is nuts. And so this is just the stuff we know about, these uh, hypersonic weapons. Uh, uh, what's that... Uh, there's supposedly one the Russians have that's like an underground or sorry, underwater nuke that's supposed to just throw like a tsunami on the coast, something like that. What yeah, that? the Poseidon. Yeah, the Poseidon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's scary stuff, right? I mean, uh, like I said, it's definitely doomsday. You pop off a couple of those on the coastal, um, a, a highly populated coast and it's 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 sick stuff. Yeah, it. I mean, it really is. When, when You know, if you look at uh, the avant-garde missile, what they usually show is the Kinzhal missile shooting out of the ground uh, and call it the avant-garde, but it's not. And uh, I think I sent you a picture of the Poseidon uh, missile that they have now, and it's it's on most of their subs. Uh, one of them uh, is the Magadon, has six Poseidon missiles. And it's in the middle of the Pacific right now. And uh, the Poseidon missiles, they said they're strong enough to cause massive earthquakes uh, off, if, like if they hit California with one of those, like just the beach, it would cause massive earthquakes all the way through uh, central United States. So it's there's a lot of posturing happening right now because of Ukraine. Everyone's showing off all their nukes and all their cool toys and stuff. And I feel like uh, a lot of the UFO talk that we have right now 
like some of it could very well be UFOs, but I think a lot of it right now is the government showing off all of their, you know, nuclear arms to each other as a way to like prevent a war. Yeah. The old, uh, the, the old, uh, what, what would you call it? What was the Reagan policy in the eighties? <laughs> mutually assured destruction. There you go. Mutually assured destruction. That's what I was looking for. Uh, uh, so, so John here sent me a whole bunch of uh, cool uh, graphics here. I'm putting them up on the on the screen here with the the Poseidon and the uh, Vanguard missile and uh, some of these other things. Uh, I don't know. I think you're right. I think there's probably a whole lot of posturing going on, like we were saying a couple of days ago when you called in. You know, with China and uh, uh, Taiwan and uh, um, Hong Kong, and then we have Crimea going on with the Ukraine and, and Russia. I mean, there, there's a lot of um, possible takeovers kind of on the table here and. And you know it's it's going to test um, test the will of some people. I, I, let's let's put it that way. And I, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, right? So, as always, you know, be be wary, keep your eyes out there on what's going on, and don't uh, don't don't believe the media, all that good stuff. Fantastic call as always, uh, John. Oh, anything else while we got you on? No, man. I just I'm just going to keep watching and see what happens, and if I see anything, I'll, I'll tell you. So yeah. keep in communication. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know where to find us. I know where to find you in Facebook jail. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> it. me a cell phone. There you go. Have a good night, John. Thanks for the call. <laughs> uh, always always a funny dude. All right. So uh, we got a, a few more minutes left if you guys want to be part of the show tonight. Uh, and that's. I think this is part of part of why we should talk about this is that there's a, you know, there's something going on in the, you know, in the UFO community with a bunch of these things being released in the last couple, three days, right? With, uh, uh, again, George Knapp and uh, Jeremy Corbell. I'm going to link these things again. Like I said, I'm going to link them back in the chat in just a sec to make sure you guys all have um, uh, know where I got this information from. Okay. I, I want you to know and be able to follow up on this stuff. But again, with all this, the, the this posturing, just like John was saying, is that, uh, you, uh, you end up having, uh, you know, the media play a role in these, in these sorts of things by, by actually, um, uh, reporting things specifically, right? Uh, by by helping with the propaganda, what by helping uh, with the disinformation uh, to go overseas. Uh, so who knows, right? Who knows if uh, even most of this stuff is is aimed at us or the UFO community, right? Maybe it's just kind of um, intentionally leaked to get into the press. Uh, so that the international press picks it up and then the, the the intelligence agencies over there see it and say, oh, shit. Right. It could be. I think it very well could be. Uh, so what's up? Uh, shout out to uh, we got Kate. We got Penny in the chat. Well, thanks for showing up tonight, guys. I didn't say hi to, to Penny earlier. So what's up? How you doing? We got Ted. Uh, hello. Hello. We got NS. Let's see. We got Matt over there. We got Chloroform's good. Very interesting stuff. We got Axel over there. Uh, we got Mark in, uh, in, in the chat. We got Darius. Moo, what's up, Darius? Uh, how you doing? Uh, Matt says, yeah, Kelly's photo is close to what I saw. Yeah, you like that triangle. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. We got uh, Brian. Thanks for being here tonight. And yeah, great call, Matt. Great call, everybody, tonight. Uh, fantastic takes, uh, as always, which, again, right? Uh, you get a bunch of people together, and you you end up um, with a bunch of uh, fantastic information. So a few, few minutes left, about 10 minutes left, if you guys want to be part of the show tonight. 702-957-1037. What do you think these things are? Um, me? Uh, I, I'm, I'm on the fence. I don't know. Uh, you know, w- without seeing more data, some of these still images from, like, a cell phone camera in a cockpit of a plane, yeah, that's uh, it is, it's good. It's good information. I think it's things that we need to see. I think we need to kind of put it in our data banks. But uh, as far as, you know, 
know, UFOs and aliens and these types of things. I, I'm not so sure. I'm not sold on that, uh, especially with these types of things when they come out of the military and, uh, you know, military sources and things like this. Uh, so, so, you know, it, it asks, there's some questions that need to be asked regarding uh, the, the George Knapp stuff, right? Uh, just uh, specifically that uh, he got this information from his contacts, which is all fine and well. So if he's if it's uh, been approved for release, uh, why are we, uh, again, releasing cell phone footage from the cockpit of a fighter jet? I think that's uh, that's really one of the questions here. But, uh, you know, and then and then uh, why do these things look so incredibly different? Right. One looks spherical and uh, you can almost kind of see through it. Right. Translucent a little bit. This one that looks like the they call it the Batman balloon uh, facetiously. But, uh, you know, this thing they call it the acorn in this article. Uh, this one is not you can't it's not uh, translucent in any way. It, it's it's opaque. You cannot see through it. Yeah, but neither neither of those look metallic, okay? But then the the bottom one, the the metallic blimp, this thing looks incredibly metallic. This thing looks like a uh, a uh, like I said, anybody watch that old 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 show Ultraman? It looks like Ultraman's head to me, right? Do you guys remember that thing where he did like the the cross with his arms and shot like the soap suds? <laughs> they were supposed to be lasers or whatever uh, back in the day. There you go. Anyway, all right, let's uh, we got one more call. Let's uh, again oh, time for you guys if you if you. Love to hear your take on this. 702-957-1037. Still talking about uh, these these uh, photographs from uh, Jeremy Corbell and uh, George Knapp that were just released in the last couple of days. What is this stuff to you? Is it, uh, again, like John said, good, great takes there. Are these hypersonic missiles? Is it uh, like, like Matt called and said that maybe there's uh, some sort of a testing going on with... Um, with uh, cloaking technology or some sort like this. Who knows? Is it uh, like MJ said, what's up, MJ, in the chat? I see you over there. Uh, like he suggested, uh, it's, it's bending light, and this is the type of stuff they're using. Who knows, right? Uh, there's, there's tons of stuff uh, that's, that's really kind of all over the place here with uh, some of the stuff. Um, Matthew says uh, from, uh, from YouTube says that the Knapp and Corbell stuff is from 2019. Yeah, that's when it happened, exactly, and it's just releasing now. So anyway, here we go. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Beachwood in Massachusetts. You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you, my friend? Oh, it's doing good. It was a good show. I was listening to UFO Joe. Uh, it was some cool pictures that got released. It's, um, you know, with the, the missiles, that makes sense for some of them when you look at it and you compare the pictures and you, you view the way they fly, uh, you know, things that are uh, spherical though, cause you know, like one's a sphere. I just question like the, how it moves without some sort of different technology than propulsion. Cause like round objects just don't actually travel good through the air. They wobble. There's no way to really control them. Like you look at old muskets and stuff, and you, an old musket ball goes all, all over the place. Uh, you know, golf balls have the dimples in them to try to keep it straight. So it makes more sense for something to be like elongated, like the plane, like the the missile, that, the triangle one kind of looks like a missile. What it would be for, I would say just, you know, fear for the public. Uh, I don't understand the point of, of you wanting to use a nuclear bomb. You can't use what you blow up. Like you, you ruin what you blow up. It's it's like pointless. Yeah, and the nuclear fallout. Uh, and uh, I mean, we we saw that happen firsthand. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's a complete complete waste. It's just not logical unless you're just fine with destroying an area and never going back there again. But uh, I like that he was open to the possible interdimensional type travel, and. Um, I do believe it's possible. 
I, if you told someone a hundred years ago, you could break down a photograph and send it through the air and it would break down to a billion little pixels and then it would get put back together. They would tell you you were nuts. And, uh, you know, with ant with cloaking technology, I would probably be, that was the thing that would like least surprise me the most to be released that it's possible. And there's probably a few different ways to do it. Uh, there may even be, you know, like a paint type substance that, you know, almost acts like a, a round mirror just creates almost an illusion of the cloaking device. Cause that's such a common thing that people say with reports and it's not really a new thing. Like I saw it there and it just disappeared into thin air and it could be us testing technology. Uh, it could be a malfunction. It could be an alien craft that was here and had a malfunction. The cloaking device went down, but you know, it's um, definitely a step in the right direction. Some cool information. But the the cloaking thing that I bet you see that you know in the like release to the mainstream public that there's capabilities of that. Yeah, and and this uh, I don't like I don't know. There's so much going on in in, in uh, world politics, geopolitics, like uh, like uh, John was saying there that uh, you never know. This this a lot of this stuff could be posturing. Uh, could be, you know, maybe they allowed it to be released uh, in the press now for, you know, different reasons that, uh, again, has nothing to do with the UFO community or the people that are interested in these things. So, I, again, right, like ha- have to keep an open mind with these things because you just never know what's really going on between the gamesmanship between these countries and all this other stuff. So that, that's why I'm more apt to believe some of this stuff is, um, you know, some of that plasma spoofing or some of this other things. It just, it just doesn't seem like, um, without more data, without seeing the, the thing actually, uh, you know, hover in midair and then dart off like, you know, like, like a UFO has been described to do that. Uh, these, these things are maybe more terrestrial. I'm leaning toward that right now just because I I need more data. Right. As always, I think we should probably always ask for more data. That does make sense. And I, I feel like you would maybe see more of them get shot down and hear about it more. But, um, yeah, that was a good show. Uh, that's all I really had. I was on the road listening to the show tonight. I get home late, but um, I have I had a, some weird stuff happen last night after the show. Uh, I heard the dogs running around upstairs like nuts, so I went to go look to see what was up there, and I went up there. And they were sound asleep on the couch. What? And they, I felt them, and they, I could, I could, I could tell they were sleeping. They had the squishy face, so it was, it was I don't know. I hallucinated the dogs running around or something. <laughs> That's weird. After it the, freaked, it freaked me out. After the pet show, after the do, do, do pets yeah. six cents. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Uh, well, you know. Uh, put up a uh, put up one of them cameras, a little GoPro, and let's see what's actually going I'm on. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> uh, all right, cool, cool. Uh, I appreciate you calling, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you guys have not, again, please follow UFO Joe. UFOJoe.net is his blog at the UFO Joe on Twitter. Like I said, if you're interested in this type of stuff, he's all over it, and uh, this is where a lot of the information comes from that we talk about on this show. Like I, I pay attention to what he's doing, and if he's like uh, kind of all over something like this, George Knapp stuff then uh, I, I'm going to pay attention to it, too. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Kate says an out-of-doggy body experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, awesome. All right. I'll definitely follow that. And uh, I, I suck at using the phone, but I'm going to 
sub up to the channel again. I, I gotta go get a, I gotta go get a credit card. I lost my debit card, so I just never got a new one. And I, it was better that way. Yeah, right. But um, <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> I'll be doing, way. I'll be doing that soon. Okay. But, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, pleasure's, awesome show. pleasure's ours, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you soon. That's Beachwood from Massachusetts, guys. Uh, great calls tonight, as always. I appreciate all of the interest in the show. I appreciate all you guys uh, out there listening in the chat and uh, chatting it up and sharing good information. And, uh, of course, the phone calls that really make this show go around. Uh, as you all know, that's why we've always done it live, to include you. And uh, I thank you so much for being uh, being part of this. It, it, one, it makes it a ton easier and uh, just a ton more interesting. Uh, me yammering on like that substitute teacher is just not is interesting i'm sorry it just doesn't it just is not uh so we're at the end of the week it's thursday night uh, this is the last show of the week um we do have conspiracy news coming back uh soon i'm not sure exactly when i got to get to make sure we're, we're set up for the camera and all that stuff but we'll, we'll be back on twitch uh, shortly um and then uh, i'll announce all that on uh, discord so if you guys want to be uh, a part of this and, and know what's What's happening at the very latest? Uh, join the Discord. Go to troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link. And get your ass in there. Lots of great people um, sharing lots of great links and all kinds of stuff. Join that. Join the uh, the Fringe Discord too. Lots of good stuff going on in there as well. Now Fringe.fm/chat, and that'll take you directly there. Um, all right. So as we finish, let's uh, let's smash this button. Let's smash the outro button, which will be how about this? Let's do that one. Turn it down a smidge. And all right, so uh, at the end of tonight, this is uh, Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. And uh, this is what we do, right? We get together and we, we pay attention to the news and try and stay up to date with what uh, is actually happening out there. And due to good work like uh, Jeremy Corbell in this instance, George Knapp, we've got uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to think about. And uh, there it is. There it is. Reading the chat, catching up. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll possibly do a Friday show looking to add one. And uh, uh, for people that are subbed up, we'll do like a private show and do like an extra show per week for the people that have uh, subbed up and actually uh, sending us some, some cash money for the for the month like you guys have done on uh, on uh, Twitch and some other things. So we'll, we'll get that set up and uh, we'll, uh, it's coming. All that stuff's coming. Like I said, I'm working on the website. Lots of stuff to do. Uh, I'm only, I only got two hands. I only got two hands. Thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Have a fantastic weekend. Do all the things. Share the show. Leave us reviews if you can on iTunes. That does help a lot. Uh, for all the people, we have thousands of people listening to this show. I see, the, I see the downloads. Thousands and thousands of people. And we only have like 35 iTunes reviews. So if you guys want to help... Go leave us an iTunes review. If you're still here right now, it means you probably like this show. And uh, thank you for being here. So there we go. Thanks, guys. Be sure, be strong, be true. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. From our trouble minds to yours, have a great night.
it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.